If you're still deciding on your spring break getaway, Amtrak's got just the ticket. You can visit cities from D.C. and Philly to New York and Boston, all while enjoying more sustainable travel. Amtrak produces up to 83% less carbon emissions than traveling by car or plane. And did we mention the extra legroom and comfy seats? Book early and save at Amtrak.com. Click or tap the banner. Emissions comparisons vary depending on route and locomotive type. Restrictions may apply. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody. Welcome to It's a Crime. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Linda. And tonight I have a very special guest on the channel that I'm sure everybody is super excited about. We have Noor Jasmine on the channel. So everybody say hi. Hello, Noor. Welcome. <laughs> hi, I'm leaving. <laughs> hi. Hi, welcome. So many people are so excited to have you on. And we actually have been talking for months about coming on, like you coming on, but you didn't know that. <laughs> we have gone back and forth. So what we're going to do, everybody, is we're going to have a chit-chat tonight. Uh, Noor, if you haven't um, seen her, go check her out later at I have the description, uh, sorry, link at, in the description below. You can go check out her channel. If you're wondering about her crazy tinfoil hat, she wears it on her channel and hear me out. And she is quirky. She's fun. She has an excellent crime <laughs> channel and she is covered so much in Lori Vallow. And we're going to talk about that. So I'm not going to talk too much. I'm going to let you talk too, Noor. But I just wanted to introduce her. And she's been doing the channel for about a year. That's correct, right? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to let you just say just to everybody so they can learn a little bit about you is um, what got you started doing the channel and uh, and doing true crime. Okay. So um, if you look at the beginning of my channel, you'll see that it's totally different than what it is now. It started off just as something fun. Actually, my husband and I had decided to sell everything, get a trailer, go on the road. It was just like this leap of faith. And that's like my first two videos. And then there's like a year gap. And then I picked back up again once I started living in the middle of nowhere, as I like to say. And it was just kind of things that interest me. I am a YouTube power user. I've been that. I'm still that. I just day and night, I'm always watching YouTube. So I decided to make content that I thought was funny. My thing was always being funny. And then randomly, because I am obsessed with true crime and I used to watch Snapped all the time, which freaked my husband out. But then I um, got into the Lori Vallow case. I got into it much later than you, Linda. You've been doing it for much longer than me. I got into it when Lori got arrested. That's when the case came on my radar and I was just fascinated and I was watching video after video. And I had all this information that I had gathered and I, I didn't know what to do with it. And then I also was into true crime YouTube because I was following that case. And I thought, well, you know, I haven't found my niche yet. Should I just make a video about this? And I remember the thing that I was asking was, where are the children? That's what everyone was saying. Where are the kids? And at that time they weren't found. So I just decided to do like a timeline because it's such a confusing case. Mm. So many moving 
parts and it just keeps getting crazier. So I was like, let me do a timeline. Where are the kids? And that ended up being my most popular video at the time. And I got a lot of people and asking me questions and da, da, da. And then it kind of morphed into its own thing because I was still sprinkling in other things, cooking, whatever. But more and more, I was realizing that this was what people wanted from me. It was what interested in interested me. And so I just kind of went with it. And then, you know, the hat came as like this funny thing when I had come up with this Malachite theory, which we can talk about later. And I was like telling my husband about it. I was like, man, I sound, I sound like I should be wearing a tinfoil hat. This is such a conspiracy. And, and so I went in the kitchen and I made one and I was laughing and I was like, I'm going to wear it. And then that became its own thing. And before yeah. you know it, I'm the tinfoil girl on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Uh, and that's when I first found out about you. They're like, you're going to have to check out this North girl. She wears a tinfoil hat. I was like, what? A tinfoil hat? And I'm going over there. And <laughs> And I just the research that you put into your videos, I so appreciate and so many other people do as well. And I can just see that you have the research, you're very smart, and you have some very astute observations. And then you have this little quirk and, and um, uh, what do you call it, humor to you. So it's kind of this combo. And it's just, it's great. You know, I laugh. I laugh at some of the stuff that you say, like, I love you. Okay, you got to say it because um, you do the uh, conspiracy. <laughs> don't sue me. You got to please do it. Please do is, it. Is it my conspiracy allegedly don't sue me? <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love that. I start laughing. So, you know, and you're like, all right, do a stretch. We're going to reach. And you go, oh, <laughs> It's, it's great. So um, we're going to just, what I'm going to do is I'm going to just pop into the comments too, make sure that people, um, if they're asking questions and then we're going to keep, we're going to keep going and we're going to dive into this. So I hope awesome. everybody's so excited because I super am. We're having fun. We have had a lot of fun. And this is Noor's first live stream. Okay. So ever. <laughs> so I can totally get it because I was nervous too. I'm still getting nervous. And uh, so, you know, we'll just make you really comfortable here. And hopefully you oh, won't. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> you already are. Thank you. <laughs> okay, good. Okay, so uh, thank you, Jules. Gave a super sticker. And I'm going to scroll down here because I see a couple things here. Chesney says, oh, my God, it's my tinfoil queen. Oh, my God, I know Chesney. <laughs> Chesney, she's my OG supporter. <laughs> Everybody is just so super excited. So we are going to get into what we both know, and it's this Lori Vallow Daybell case. And right. we honestly could talk all night about this. Wouldn't you agree? We could talk all night because. Right? Absolutely. A, we just so much. Yeah. There's so. <laughs> I know. When right? you just, like everybody's just like. I don't know. I know. Trying to explain it to somebody is like, where do you even begin? That's right. I did a video once. It's like, who's who in the zoo? Because we just don't even know. Like, <laughs> well, right? it's still, we don't Absolutely. even know. So let's climb into, well, let's get into it. So we're going to talk oh, about, yes. let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about uh, what bothers you the most in this case? What is something that you're like, just can't get it. This just, it bothers me still to this day or person or anything like that. Maybe I shouldn't have come out right at the gate. I, with that, but. No, I, I, I mean, look, 
And I think a lot of people feel this way. And I know hindsight is 2020. So let's put that out as a disclaimer. We know more. Uh, but I think when we watched body cam footage of Charles Vallow, like basically pleading repeatedly yeah. for help. And it seems like it's like reverse misogyny. I don't even know how to say it, but it's almost like, you know, when you're a man saying that you're afraid of a woman, maybe he wasn't taken as seriously. And I think that could have been part of it, you know, and, and Lauren knew how to use her feminine wiles. And so I think seeing his pleas go unanswered in a sense, it bothers me because you wish that they had that sort of gut instinct. But at the same time, again, I go back to this whole hindsight is 2020. Who would think that this woman who's, you know, like supposed to be, you know, family woman, godly, religious, all these things, you don't think that a woman like her would do something like that. But then again, I'm like, but the police are supposed to see through something like that. Right. But then again, you know, it's kind of like this, this loop, but it does bother me a little bit, you know, because I'm like, man, could it have been prevented? Some people think so. You know? And you, know what? you you bring in some good points because the hindsight, like you said, we're looking at the stuff now and we're going, holy, look at the pattern here and this and this and this and this and this. And, this and, this and oh my God, you know, like that. And at the same time, when, when they're in it, I mean, I could see if, Charles maybe did a cry for help once and didn't really, you know, be taken seriously, but it was kind of, it was constant. And um, with the background with Lori, as you know, uh, I mean, mm -hmm. there's all kinds of things going. So I would agree with you too, with this Charles. Um, and I did do a series on that. Cause I was like, okay, let's go back a little bit and then dive in and then let's go back and yeah. dive in. And then you did yeah. some, a great work uh, with Joseph Ryan and you even did a Zulema video. We can talk a little bit about that. Um, but I, I would agree with you. It's just, once you start with the hub, I guess, of what happened, we found out about the kids and then you start rewinding and start seeing just how tangled of a web it is. Right. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just it's all kinds of crazy. So, um, yeah. And another thing I wanted to mention, too, and, and I just realized that right now is there's also a jurisdiction issue. So, you know, a lot of the crazy things with Lori Vallow, with her history, child support and all that whole case where you you start to see that maybe it wasn't Chad that that flipped her. She was already there you know, the police in Utah, maybe they wouldn't know about that or in Texas because some of these things happened, sorry, in Arizona because some of these things happened in Texas. So just because we're aware of all these things doesn't mean that the officer in that. Yeah. You know you need protein to fuel results, but it's not easy when you're drinking the same bland chalky shake every day. Stop punishing yourself and get to GNC for the best protein in the game, including all the hottest brands and crave-worthy flavors that'll keep you coming back for more. We're talking protein that legit tastes like cookies, your favorite cereals, indulgent desserts, and more. So bust out of your protein rut and actually look forward to those shakes with unbeatable protein at unbeatable prices. Fuel your fitness with protein at GNC. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
got your happy price, price line. Moment in Arizona knew about what she did in Texas or, you know what I'm saying? So a little bit, I I think it's fair to mention that just so that we're not completely being like, how could they let this happen? Who could imagine it? Who could imagine such a crazy thing, first of all? And second of all, did they really know everything? We, you know, probably not. Well, when you, when they're first getting on scene on that, right, they would pull Alex's history, I would think. Uh, But with Lori, um, you know, at first, they're probably like, you know, here's this wife coming home. The only thing, though, I got to say, and and we'll see what Mm -hmm. you say here on this, is she pulls up, she knows things are going on, and then she's smiling, right? And, you know, her... That is a little odd. And, and we do see in the uh, documents how they're like, okay, this is really bizarre. Like this is straight up. I think was that what it was, right? Straight up bizarre, I think. Yes, I think and yeah. the, the officer who was driving them to for questioning, he had Alex, uh, Tylee, and Lori in the back seat. And he said it was the most bizarre car ride ever. He said yeah. something like you we recovered their stolen car. They were so happy rather than, you know, a murder. And also there's an inconsistency that I don't think they caught where um, Alex had said something about where she left. And then when she came back, she had a different story about dropping JJ off. And that was an inconsistency. And then as you said, they, they should have seen that, you know, he attacked an ex-husband of hers as well in the past. You know, was he even allowed to have a gun? You know, right. so yeah, I some people are, I get a lot of comments. People say, you know, like this is sloppy police work. How could they let this happen? Da, da, da. And I get that frustration, but as well, you, I, I mean, I think sometimes we knowing what we know, we see it differently. But I think in that moment, nobody could have imagined not only that oh, thing, no. but what was come, right? Because things, the worst hadn't yet happened. Right. Yeah. Who would think she would do that to her children? You know right. what I mean? So it's just it's just we're looking at it with a different lens. Oh, for sure. Know? Because I mean, when you're in there, too, even the officer, anybody, even the neighbors be like, who knew that there was like, you know, dead husband number three, number four, you know, and who knows? It could have been number five. Right. 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 I I'm think in- about that, too. Still early, mm-hmm. still early. Yes, and so, you know, right, right. Well, yes. One of the things um, it was funny because you were talking about the recovered, uh, how bizarre, straight up bizarre it was that he said that the the uh, officer said, and he said straight up bizarre, like you would recover a stolen vehicle. In my video, I was like, well, really, they did recover a stolen vehicle because Lori stole Charles's, yes. uh, Charles's vehicle, right? And I mean, there was shenanigans oh. everywhere with that. And so I think we're starting to see, oh, we've seen a pattern. I did dive a little bit into William, the husband number two, Colby's dad. Um, And I didn't do a video on him yet, but I did dive a little bit and I saw the difference. There's a difference with husband number two compared to three, four, five. And you'll see a switch if you if you dive in a little bit um, and see William and what happened and what transpired with Lori and William. It was more like William did according to Lori, but William did quite a few of these things. And Lori was almost like, okay, I'll come back. I'll come back. I'll come back. And Mm -hmm. yeah, it's very, very different. I would say 
in how she acted. It was like she took a page out of his book, not saying that he's like that, but according to Lori, right? right? According to Lori. And then it all of a sudden is like, okay, from three on, it's lie, lie, manipulate, lie. That's what I, that's what I, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I did, I, I also briefly looked into him. There are some court documents and, and what I noticed was a pattern with Lori of accusing these people, you know, and I, and of course, you know, it could be true. It could not be true just because she did horrible things. Doesn't mean bad things could not have happened to her. So that's something to consider, but, but it is this pattern of, of, I don't know if these are things happening to her or if she's fabricating it to look like the victim, but, but she did also claim in a similar way that she did with uh, Joseph Ryan, that he sort of put hands on her and assaulted her in some type of way and, and went to the courts and did that. So, I mean, could it be, it could be, as you said, that he sort of changed her or maybe she, she noticed it, but, but I really do think that there's a, I could be wrong about this again, my conspiracy allegedly don't sue me, but I do think that, (laughs) that she may have learned this sort of, the line, the compulsive line, the using the law, the the manipulation from a young age, from maybe even her parents, you know, and I'm looking into something like that. I, I have, you know, I don't know this for sure, but it's just this gut feeling. It started way young because you have to think how she could get her brother to do all these things for her. It had to be something going on in their childhood. It has to be something with the way they both think about the law and about yeah. making you know, doing it yourself, kind of like vigilante justice type of thing, as well as manipulation. I don't know. I think it goes way back to even before William LaGoya. Oh, yes, absolutely. 100% agree with you. 100%. I think the shift in the the um, behavior towards a significant other is where I right. saw the shift in the description. Yes. So once you read it, you'll be like, ah, okay, I see that. Yeah. Because it's very, it's almost opposite. And then it's almost... After that point, or, you know, once she met Joseph and was with Joseph, it was all these kind of shenanigans that come up, uh, very vindictive, very spiteful, very, um, she just plays games. There's just a ton of games. Even though Malowski is like, no, she doesn't play any games. No drama. Yeah, Yeah, I remember the clip of her being like, Lori doesn't love drama. And I I almost like sprained my eye. I rolled it so hard. (laughs) Are you serious, Lori? No drama. That's what I say. Like my eyes roll back so far out of my head, I can see over, like see another state. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. So and oh, and Melissa, metal- sorry, sorry to cut you. Sorry, oh, yeah. sorry. I, I know. I rec- I'm just recognizing certain names, so I'm just. Yes, that's good. No, call her out. That's good. Thank you, Melissa. We also have another one. Missing person says two such intelligent, beautiful women reach and get into it. <laughs> um, info snacks, info snacks. I love your info snack. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Okay, so we're gonna take a couple of things here that people are saying as well. Um Betty says, yes, hindsight is 2020. Exactly. Can't blame the police. Lori looks so normal and Tylee and Lori's girlfriends backed her up. We saw that too, right? We, we, we've heard a lot of people say she's family oriented. She's, you know, religious. She's uh, a good mom up until 2018 when she started to change. Um, but then we see the documents and we see kind of the background and what kind of goes on behind the scenes as well. So, it, I mean, 
what goes on closed doors, right, is very different too than what a lot of people show. So, yeah. And also, also, I think some people don't look beyond the surface and other people do. So when you're looking at court documents and she's making accusations and then experts are brought in whose job it is to be able to see through and to recognize that a lot of times these accusations come up in custody battles, especially when they haven't been made before. And if this is yeah. the only person who witnessed them, you know, there's certain red flags they're trained to know to go for versus I think with police, there are different red flags they're trained to go for. I don't think they're trained for this type of level of manipulation and the way she is and also the, the community and the religion. I think that she definitely did have people vouching for her. She had the image. She knew how to act. There, yeah. Although I do feel like if you watch that body cam footage when she's in the police station, when Tylee's telling her to shush, yeah. you know, it, she did slip through the cracks. Like she can't contain it 100%. But it did seem like they didn't catch on that that was weird. You know, yeah. they just kind of were still, t they were telling her how to avoid or uh, ignore the, the the psych eval, like telling her not to answer the door or telling her, you know, so it, 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 it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's hard for me to make a judgment because as we said, again, we go back to the hindsight being 2020, but there are things watching that footage on its own that yeah. are red flags. Yes. You know what I mean? Even seeing that, like, that's the thing I also saw is that, that shushing, right? Okay. Like that's enough. We're done. Like yeah. just Tylee, 16 years old, managing her mom and probably mm -hmm. had for quite some time because, you know, I mean, absolutely. It, right. And, and so we see that. And I, I believe in that footage, uh, that would have been last January, right? It was la mm -hmm. last January. I think that's it was. And um, I think one of the officers that was writing the report, he was new, too, because I believe he I remember. He First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos, but it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant based packaging in Southeast Asia or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks and automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations so you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology, real world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Yes. You're talking just being new. And he said he was new. Yes, yes. Yeah. And he was talking to Tylee. Because Lori, again, with the manipulation, she's like, um, Tylee's thinking about joining the police force. Tylee's thinking, I, you know, she's so good at it. And, you know, it, it's, it's very sophisticated. Um, if you're not the type of person that looks through that and sees through stuff like that, you would fall for it hook, line, and sinker. Right. You wouldn't even think about it, you know, especially because how how rare it is for the woman to be the one doing all that stuff, you know. There is that sort of stereotypes, you could say, of what a perpetrator looks like. Right. And I think, too, um, oftentimes, just, just in 
sheer numbers, just the law of averages. How many times is it that a woman is, you know, doing that to the husband or whatever? They probably get more. I'm just saying that in general, they're probably like more the guy, the guy's coming here, you know, she's taught, she's coming saying the guy is the guy. So he's, it could be, you know, it's kind of like, um, like my husband's a paramedic, right? And we talk about, uh, um, compassion fatigue, where it's just like, well, here's another one, blah, 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 right? And so so you never know what they're thinking. I don't know if that that is or not, but they could be sitting there like, well, okay, I got this peg, this this one here, you know, without even listening to it, I already know what's going on, right? Husband, you're saying that we, you know, doesn't matter what you do, because we know this guy's probably a jerk. It could be. Yeah. It could yeah, be. Yeah, and there's a desensitization for sure. Absolutely. I, I I totally do agree with that assessment. Yeah. So Kathy says, love you too, made my day today. That's awesome. I've seen some people oh. like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I don't care if I have to go into work tomorrow. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I can't believe it. Through here, you guys. Um, this is awesome. Okay, here we go. Takes me a minute. I need a little um, help. You're doing amazing. I don't know how you do it. I, I mean, I have no idea of what you're doing. I'm like, I don't this is like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm rolling with the flow. Whatever I need to do. Thank you, Gina Marie. Okay. Gina Marie. Hi, Gina Marie. I recognize that. Oh, good. And Michelle says, my two favorite true crime ladies. Thank you so much for all you do too. You truly make a difference. Awesome. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you <laughs> okay. so much. So let's let's talk about, let's talk about a little bit of Melanie Pulowski because we did touch a little bit. Her name came up and I want to know, I'm not going to say anything yet. I'm, I want to know your thoughts on Melanie Pulowski. Give me what, you know, maybe some opinions or, you know, um, just your thoughts on in general or what you see. Okay. So with Melanie Pulowski, Definitely, you know, her mother passed away when she was young. Actually, it was Lori who notified her that her mother was dying and and told her that. And Melanie herself has said that Lori is like a second mother to her. And then, um, and it's not to me, I mean, this is, again, my conspiracy, allegedly, don't sue me, but it's more, it it kind of could be a a mother-daughter relationship, but it's more close as a friendship. And um, I also like Melanie uh, Pulowski had um, a blog. She had different blogs. She had a running blog, a photography blog. And in one of those, um, I think it was called Dimples and Daisies or something along those lines. I could be wrong. But um, she had taken pictures of Lori, like like photo shoot of Lori. You can find them if you Google it too. And and the way that Lori's posing in those pictures to to the average person, American, whatever, Canadian, whatever, West, um, they wouldn't think that they're that way, like any type of very overtly sexual, let's say. But I think, and I could be wrong, but in the context of Mormonism, I, I would think those photographs are quite revealing. And knowing that both of those women were raised in that sort of thing, uh, you know, that tradition or religion, which is very uh, conservative. And then for them to do these photographs together on the side, my immediate gut reaction when I saw that was, okay, I feel like, you know, let's say you're in like a Catholic school and you and your friend are like the rebellious one, but you put on the show, but like you sneak off and you do things you're not supposed to do. Right. That's the vibe I got from their relationship is that they kind of did things they weren't supposed to do because they were fun. 
and they liked them and they were honest with each other about these things. And I think that, you know, that being the case so early on before any of this happened, and then now you see her basically following in Lori's footsteps, you know, Lori doesn't have the kids with her. Melanie all of a sudden doesn't have the kids with her. You know, Lori goes here, you know, Melanie goes here. Even when she talks about Charles Vallow, she's repeating the negative things about yes. Joseph Ryan, yes. the same thing. Then she brings Brandon into it, lumps them together. It, it definitely, I believe that she was a mini Lori. I think I even said that in one I of my agree. videos, a mini me of Lori. For sure. And the way she defended her, she defended her like in things that I don't think she even knew, but she was so loyal, almost to a fault. And I still haven't made up my mind about how much Melanie knew. Yeah. Um, I don't know. My gut tells me she knew something was off, but she turned a blind eye because it was her aunt. Um, I just can't imagine that many people being okay with doing that to children. I just can't. I mean, I can see her and Alex, but even Chad, I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I feel like some things we could think are a stretch, but are they really for this bunch? Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that. Shocked you are, right? Right. Absolutely. And I agree. I agree with Melanie because I, I think I called her that too. I think I said she's like a mini me. Um, yeah. I think she looks up to that. I'm okay. I don't know. There's an echo already. All of a sudden, but um, she looks up to her and, and there. Just like you said, things that Lori would say, Melanie's repeating them. Well, you know, Brandon had these on his computer. So did Charles. So did so did Joseph. So did so did so did right. So I think yes. we did go, but that also concerns me because I think there's a level that she knew more than what she said. There's a ton of inconsistencies in her interviews, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know at what degree. Let me ask you this, because this actually came to mind. Um, and then I want to talk about that photo shoot for a sec. Um, okay. She talked about the apartment next door to her. So she got the apartment in Rexburg and she talked about the, the apartment next door. But she said, sometimes Alex would go there and sometimes Lori would go there. So it's like, wait a minute, how do you know, how do you not know who lives there? How do you not mm. know who lives there? Well, sometimes Lori would go there and sometimes Alex would go there. I think it's because, again, my conspiracy allegedly, but I think it's because she knew they lived together and that's kind of weird. And so she might be making an excuse for why certain things, because like, remember how in the affidavit, it said that in, in Charles, uh, I mean, sorry, in Chad Dable's affidavit, probable cause, it said that Alex was in the other apartment. Yes. And then, and then, right. But then in the trial or sorry, the hearing, it said that nobody, that there was actually vacant. The one that we thought Alex Cox was in was actually vacant and his items were in Lori's apartment. So that tells us that physically, Alex Cox was living with Lori, even in that body cam footage where we only heard the audio. Yep. When he goes to Lori, she says, my my other brother's here, he's my protector, but the other one's trying to kill me, remember? Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. so my thing is, you know, they were living together. Lori and Alex were living together, much like they lived together back in Santan Valley when Lori went missing for that 58 days. They were right. living together. So 
I can't imagine Melanie wouldn't know that they were living together when she was literally right next door and very close to them. And she claims her uncle Alex was her best friend and they're talking all the time. So how, how do you, how do you not know? I don't know. They're, the whole Alex and Lori relationship, I go back and forth with that so much about what exactly is going on there. I, I mean, it's just weird. Well, and you know what I mean? Beginning of Rexburg, he follows suit and goes down there. He did not tell his current place in Arizona that he was moving. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, oh because he ended up going, they took him to court. They took <gasps> him to court. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I didn't know this. so basically they moved together end of August, right? And okay. another weird thing. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to agree about this because of what you said about the, the ring, how cheap it was. Um, she chooses the ugly, I shouldn't say like ugly apartment. It's not ugly. She chooses the lesser apartment. Uh-huh. Apartment uh-huh. 107 had the upgraded countertops, upgraded flooring, upgraded bathroom, uh-huh. fancy schmancy. Uh-huh. And she is known to be having her fancy schmancy, uh-huh. right? But she chooses... Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches the lesser apartment, her town. Hmm. It's weird. Why? Why? And so the first week they said um, that, that Alex lived with Lori. And I was like, well, how do you say you live with Lori? If it was only a week, seven days and you lived with Lori, like that's not living. That's just staying for a week. Mm -hmm. Right. And then apartment 107 came up. So when Melanie's like, well, yeah, um, sometimes Lori comes over and sometimes Alex comes over. And you're like, well, wait a minute. How do you not know who lives next door? And it's your family. How do you not know? Right? It's like, right. Lori's, I'm she going to Lori's that a lot. She does. Yeah, she, she does, does that a lot. Like whenever you look at her interviews, like you said earlier, the inconsistencies and also the, in. <laughs> what did I, uh, it's like, babbling she go on these like tangents that don't make any sense and even the way she grips her hand she'll be in the same position gripping her hand like this you can tell she's like nervous and she's trying to keep her story straight and she's going off on a tangent because she knows it doesn't sound right so she's trying to like confuse you so yes based off of that alone i do i do believe that she knows more than she's letting on how much more i can't figure that out Right. Now, did you, did you know that she went to Hawaii in October? I heard about that. I heard that she went, that but was I wasn't sure. That yeah. was the documents, but I don't know the date. So I'm wondering, did she go to uh, Lori and Chad's wedding or was that, you know, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And also um, she was also at something else. Um she yeah so remember when lori and uh, had disappeared and she was living with alex even melanie yeah. gibb mentioned that yeah. melanie Boudreau or pulowski was there too 
She was visiting. She was there all the time. Brandon Boudreaux was the one who said that, is that during that time, because I had cross-referenced it in a post where he said it's around this time that, that she had started spending time with her aunt's cult and started trying to, you know, do everything different. She was acting different around that time. And if you look at the time Brandon's talking about, it's the exact time that Lori goes missing and is over there with Alex. So again, it's those three living next to each other, plotting, scheming, planning, doing God knows what, right? So I don't put it past her. Not even a little bit. Well, and that's what I well, that's what I because she's a copycat, so to speak. Like she's she she just she does in a lot of ways. So and we know that they were having uh discussions, right, about about mm-hmm. uh you know their religion and and whatnot. Mm-hmm. She even said, Yeah, we gather around, we talk with each other, and Zulema, Alex, you know, Lori, Chad, uh, they all talk in a group. So how mm-hmm. she didn't know lot of these things is I don't know and and to me you your cousins are gone in September okay because she's not there yet right but she moves there mm-hmm. in November and still no question about like where your cousins are where's your cousins you know and yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. and then of course she doesn't see her children and that whole mess did you know well, I'm sure you followed it um that she just had Recent. yeah and so she's able to, she she's able mm-hmm. to see her Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I mean, I don't know if it's because she gave birth and she has a child. Also, I don't know how difficult it might be for Brandon. I mean, this, I don't know, this is totally like my thing, but, you know, to go from sharing custody or something to all of a sudden having full custody, it could be that maybe he wanted some help as well. Maybe they think she didn't know what was going on. I'm not quite sure how they came to that decision because it does feel like, are you serious? I know a lot of people were, how could you, you know, give her the kids, but she's not technically, you know, convicted of anything or even charged with anything. I mean, as we all know, the charges are so low. We're all frustrated with that. Nobody's, there's not even a murder charge yet. So yet, right. So getting, getting Melanie when they haven't even fully gotten Lori, I mean, and their resources are spread thin. Keep in mind, it's a small town, you know, they don't really have much. And maybe too, uh, maybe because Melanie's not around the influences of Lori because she's yeah. in jail, perhaps that played a, a role in it. Okay, now you're away from that. So, you know, it's a different, it's a different life. It, I mean, all kinds of things, right? But uh, I think thankfully yeah. he's not around them. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think also, you know, when you were talking about the, re- the religion and how Melanie was involved, you know, she knew a lot of what they were talking about. That's why when when she had that interview with Nate Eaton and he kept pressing her like, okay, what are you guys talking about if you're not talking about the children? Like, how are you there for that long and you're not seeing the kids? Yeah. That's odd. Very strange. You're a mother. She's a mother. I mean, it's odd. You know, same thing with uh, the whole, like, there's a part in that interview where he asks her, you know, because Nate Eaton is Mormon. So he tells her, you know, we as Mormons, we're a little sensitive to the whole cult thing. And and do you feel like your beliefs are mainstream or are they kind of veering off the mainstream with uh, the Mormon faith? And the lawyer kind of stops it. And then yeah. the camera goes, mute. remember? Yeah. And then... And then they kind of, you know, figure out what they're going to say. She comes back and she goes, you know, 
our beliefs are nothing different than the Mormon faith, you know, and, and if it, it, I didn't believe it at all. So, so she definitely, though, you know, like, I don't know how much they believed in Chad. She said something about Chad that it, it seemed like she still did idolize him a little bit. I feel like they were all kind of down the rabbit hole with the crazy beliefs. Yes. I think I think once that started, the ball got rolling. The groups got started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And um, with Melanie, I think it's all in the wording. I think it's all in the wording because if you say, "Were you in a cult?" She's gonna say no. She's gonna say no because mm -hmm. she doesn't see it like a cult, right? But if mm -hmm. you were like, well, "Do you gather together and talk about things that you wouldn't really talk about in anywhere else?" Because we heard that from Melanie Gibb. Melanie Gibb's like. Oh yeah, the things they're talking about, you keep that on the down low. Like you do not talk about that around a bunch of people. Well, there we go. And uh that that brings me into that whole secret society, all these things. Oh yes, your video on that is amazing. Yes, the whole secret combinations for sure. There's something yeah. nefarious going on. And they knew it. You keep reading about it, it keeps matching it up, and you're like, how is this not? How is this not? Right. Uh, one of the things right. I want to go back. Oh, two things. First, Ian, in that interview with um, Nate Eaton, it was like, it was like, no, let's let's see what Ian has to say about that. Let's let's see what right. Ian because he's just kind of he's just kind of sitting there. He's going through it. He's going through it. Everyone is like, run, Ian, run, and never look back. He, you could and you could tell that what she's saying was not the truth because of his reaction to what she's saying. You know, whenever someone's being questioned and there's someone next to them, you can gather a lot more about whether what they're saying is true than looking at the person next to them because they don't have any way to release that energy. And so they're going to have little ticks and things because they're reacting and, and looking at him, clearly the girl is saying stuff he's never even heard of. Right. And he's kind of thinking, and he's over there like, at least that's how I see it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But you know, you're kind of like, what is she going on about? Type yeah. of thing and, and freaking him out, but he's in too deep at this point. Well, I feel one, bad for the guy. One of the points was they were talking, she was talking about the wedding. And she's like, Yeah, you know, theirs was more planned than ours was. And um, we just so happened that they're gonna be the witness to it. Well, you when you look at Ian, he like goes from looking at her. So she's sit, she's sitting to his right, right? And like mm -hmm. he first is looking at her eyes, right? Talking, and then you could just see him kind of go off into the distance, like blank stare yes. her beyond. And so yeah. yeah. He's probably like, what is she even going on about first? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, just yeah, I saw that. I was like, go to the light, Caroline. Go to the light. Like, <laughs> like this is your chance. Because I mean, this the ship is sinking. You know, jump, jump. You know what I mean? Run, but I, uh, Ian, run, run, Ian, run. But when you look at his statement, Linda, and what he knew, and the fact that he's still there, that's kind of weird too. It right. is. It is. I, I don't know what his real situation is when like he's really in yeah. it. Right. But I yeah. do. know. Well, I mean, let's talk about this. He they got married in nine days. So weird. Like in nine days. And we don't even on know. Yeah. On a dating website. So we don't even know if that was nine days in total from when they met on the website or from mm -hmm. the first. It was like nine or ten days. Right. So. I mean, and like, let's just do it. We we figured that out on Thanksgiving, and well, where are we at? Yeah, I mean, it's been a couple of days now that since 
the 26th was when the welfare check was and we're at the 29th. Yeah. So their anniversary, I think today's their anniversary and what would wow, have been either today or tomorrow would be uh, one of the two. Cause we, they had Alex and then they also had, um, Melanie, I mean, and, and, and you know, you know, when I when I listen to that about their wedding, to me, it seems like somebody told Melanie, you need to get married and you need to get married now because right. Her and Alex immediately get married. And if you listen to Ian tell the story, there are little clues in there that tell me at least that Melanie wanted it because she first, you know, she's initiating it. And then my understanding, and I could be totally wrong with the Mormon religion is, you know, it's, it's okay to get married quickly. Like you, you should be married, especially if you're like in a romantic thing. So, so, so a rush marriage from her end may considering the context may not be that weird, but she, and he's Mormon too. So, and she initiated it. So like she said, I have no one to go to Thanksgiving with. So that's almost like asking for an invite. If someone tells you that, you kind of feel like you have to say, well, come yeah, over, like, well, right? Yeah. <laughs> you kind of have to say, right? Sure, I mean, come on. And you're just starting. <laughs> you know? And it's like, they just started dating. So she's yeah. inserting herself and making herself there and available and yeah. wanting this wedding right when, when the questioning is, is happening. So to me, I feel like Melanie kind of made it happen really quickly. You know what I mean? And and him being the man felt like he had to make that first step if she's, you know what I well, mean? I don't like, know. Well, he keeps talking about how much she loves turkey. I'm going to have to invite her to turkey dinner. Right. You know, but I love the gravy, like whatever, right? But what's yeah, interesting, my favorite meat. right? <laughs> if, she, if she starts thinking, or if we start thinking back to the timeline, she just moved. So October 31st, Alex is in Arizona loading up her stuff with her to take down to Rexburg. Mm -hmm. They take it to mm -hmm. Rexburg. So she moves the first week of November. No children, yeah. just her, right? Funny though, in one of her things, a discrepancy again, she says, well, I think it was the second week. The second week in November, I think, is when I moved. Yeah. And then I don't remember when you move. November 1st yeah. is your lease. You know you moved right. down Halloween night that you loaded your truck. Like, come on. And that's number right, one. Yeah. Number November 1st, let's say it took a couple days to get to Rexburg. Okay, so second, third, you're you're going in there. Well, ten, they, they got married 28th or 29th or 30th. One of you guys might know um, in and around there. Well, if you back up 10 days, that's the 19th of November. So you've been living in, in Rexburg all of 14, 16 days. You get on an app, you, you date him, and now you're married all in the same month. Children, he didn't even meet his children. He did. She, mm -hmm. He had the children yet, yeah, right? He, she met his, mm -hmm. but he didn't mm -hmm. meet hers. I, I just, I mean, everybody finds it suspicious, but it's just really interesting about how, um, yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how we just got together and we just feel like it's really right. And just lo and behold, my uncle's getting married at the same spot, same time, and just decided to be a witness to us. And, you know, three days after, uh, Cops came to my aunt's door or Alex's, <laughs> I'm not too sure. And right. And so right? we look at these and it's and so they changed their names. 
they changed their last names, both of them, which is not common for a man to do. Right. And they both changed their names. They both move out of a different location than where they were at. To me, it seems like they were trying to go into hiding and the, the spouses were just a cover. Also, you know, they were gathering the 144,000. And I think that no matter who you are, Ian, Melanie, Zulema, whoever, there's an element of flattery. There's an element of ego that yeah. when somebody tells you, you are chosen, you're one of the 144,000 usher in the second coming, da, 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 all this yeah. stuff. Some people would eat it up and be like, am, am I, you know, or even if they didn't believe it, it feels good. That's the whole thing with cults is you're special, you know, you're special, come here type right. of thing. And Melanie so talked about that. She said, at first, I couldn't believe it. And then I thought, well, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. And they even said, Lori's quite the recruiter. And they said it, she's quite the recruiter. And she even talked about how she got people from Hawaii, the, some women to convert or some sort of thing like that. And they were talking about that. Now, one of the questions I had for you, because this is interesting. Um, she was there to gather the 144,000, right? Do you mm -hmm. think, with all this media coverage, do you think she's thinking in her mind like, yes, this is bringing more coverage, which means more gathering, more people? Yes. Linda, Linda, yes. And it's in my comments. I had a few people that I feel kind of were like, well, you know, everything that Lori said and Chad said is true, like the pandemic, then there was an earthquake in Utah. There was this and that. And I felt like, oh my God, I remember at one point telling my husband, like, am I helping her by doing this? Because I just had someone leave me a comment and they were like, well, you know, they said there was going to be an earthquake in Utah. There was. They said it's the end of the world. Now, look, it's a pandemic. Everything is shutting down. You know, the economy is collapsing, yada, yada. Even that website, Avow, uh, another voice of warning. I talk about that in a minute, yeah. I might be fast forwarding a little bit, so tell me to no, put no, the no. brakes. No, you, you want to talk about it now, you do. Connect. Yeah. It, it, it just because I still get emails from that website, and they are definitely using what's happening now, you know, globally with this pandemic and the economy as as a sign, as proof that that the second coming is is imminent if not already happening. And so, yeah, I totally think that not only does she think it's it's a recruiting tool, but for a select few, it is. Yes. There was a there was a case and I don't remember what it was called, but it was um a guy who was and had involved children and he he was of the same well left left field let's just talk, put this out it's not the mormon religious like so left field where yeah, they're it's just fringe fringe yeah 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 but they were but they were um talking about how because he was marrying these children and all this stuff but they were actually happy with the the uh, media attention or, or the attention surrounding it, because that helped their cop that helped them recruit mm -hmm. people. Help. And I, that's yeah. like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sorry, you, no, no, it no. That's, that's what it is. Like I just, I figured, I wonder, and that's probably half where her smirk is coming is like, mm -hmm. yeah, I got a hundred mm -hmm. coming, you know, and yeah, yeah. recruiting more people. Yeah. Look, 
I get a vibe from her because when you look at Chad Dable, he looks a lot more like afraid, uh, worried, uh, for even in the phone call, like even when you look at, there's a picture of them before the kids were found when they were getting like followed by the media and stuff. And there's one picture, you see it a lot. And it's Chad looking down and kind of going like that. And oh, Lori's chin is up and she's yeah. defiant. There's certain, even the way she was walking in that courtroom, yeah. like, like she's walking. It's yeah. very much, yes, yes. It's like when you know you're wrong and you're embarrassed or something, but you you don't want it to show. You're like, you're going to be defiant. You're not going to allow them to see you like that. I feel like Lori has a raging ego. And 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 this, oh, this is her. Is he helping or hurting it? I don't know. You know what? I, I think that's why some of the things that has been done or that she's chosen in the at the end in November I was like what is going on why are you choosing something that that's not you what's going on what are you doing and you know yeah. so because she's having this pattern and she has uh, um you know she likes the finer things there's nothing wrong with liking these things however there's just some weird things and now children are dead and you have you know ex-husbands that are uh, are dying and all this stuff um what one of the things we were talking about pictures and I don't want to forget about this because it's important or I think it's important. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you see of her and Chad on in Hawaii in her wedding uh, at her wedding? But I cannot find it anymore. It's like is it the one where she, he's like on his knees or something? No, she's like doing this, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. Like, uh, did you see this? Do you see that picture? No. Okay. Uh, no. My eyes were burnt. I need to have, see it though. You guys are on and you have seen this picture. Okay. I'm going to do it again. It's like Lori and she's going like this, like this to chat. Oh like guns. And it's just like, <laughs> what is going on? But I cannot find it anymore. And I feel like I saw it before with uh, on Justin Lum or something like that. Tons and tons okay, of pictures. Okay. Now I can't find it. But it's important because also yeah. um, I was reviewing some of your videos today and I have seen Nora's videos too. So, um, but today I wanted to climb in. I'm like, let's climb in um, and let's get into it. And there was something that came up about uh, Joseph Ryan in the, so when she was in the salon and she said that he did something or an action with the gun. And I was like, oh, and that brought up the photo. I was like, okay, I'm going to write this down and ask you because we got to find this thing. This is a, I know. this picture, when you look at it, you're like, you're at your wedding and what is this symbol? Like, are you calling him like, this is what happened? Kind especially, of, it was, yeah, especially knowing everything. It has a sinister meaning now. It's it like was, a whole different like, thing. private joke, kind of like the raccoon, you know, it was knowing yeah, that I, they both knew what they did. Right. It is yeah. so weird. Okay. People are, oh, somebody remembers. they're remembering. Yeah. They're like, some people are remembering this pic. <laughs> but oh, they love the impression it. of it. Um, you know, like, <laughs> Yeah, like she was just like, you know, just it's like so it was just, yeah, you are in your, you're at your wedding. Well, first, well, now we know, you know, but there and you're like still a weird picture. I mean, I got married. I was on, I was married on a beach and I sure as heck isn't like, you know, you like, you God, I'm gonna you. you're like, oh my God. You're no. Right. That's what I will always think, though. Do you think that Chad, if if she got, if she was left, you know, 
to un, uncaught or un, you know if not if nobody suspected her of anything do you think chad would have been next with her and alex or do you think he was in on it or here's what i think i think she met her match with chad okay i think mm -hmm. they had the evilness they they fed off each other's ego and they just boosted each other okay but mm -hmm. i think the moment he ticked her off or didn't do something that she wanted and how it was mm -hmm. it's like no mm -hmm. yeah made you yeah. some tea honey made you some tea <laughs> yeah. right. you got a clock and that's oh look, i want to ask you a question if that's okay i know oh, it's not my channel but, no, um i want to know what what do you think about um Alex Cox passing. Do you think there's something suspicious there? Or do you think he, he just died of a guilty heart? Or what do you think? You know what? When I first saw the, okay, I did a video on this when I first got it. And it was like, okay, you know, okay. So maybe it might've been, right? Maybe it might've been natural, right? But then you're going, mm, let's listen to Tammy and what happened with Tammy. And I, I cannot wait. I know you feel the same. I cannot wait till we get Tammy's results because this is going to say a bunch. And I think, I think there's something. I feel like, in my opinion, that there's mm. something that's there. Otherwise, I think they already would have been like nothing there. Nothing or, like how they did Alex. Mm -hmm. Or they're trying to get under, you know, maybe Chad's skin a little bit. Just be like, well, let's keep it quiet and see if see see what happens but i feel like the first one is like they may have found something and i know it takes time because they're saying like yeah. this thing takes a long time especially because they exhumed her two months after and, right. and it takes a lot you know they you know sampling and all this there's the toxicology but they did say it right. takes a long time so on one hand okay yeah they said it's up to a year which it would be in december 11th the day before alex died Coincidentally, mm -hmm. I believe in coincidence. Right? And that's the other thing, the timing of it. It's the timing of it that's so suspicious. Also, the fact that, you know, right after Melanie Gibb tells Lori in that phone call where Lori was suspecting that it was recorded for the police, yeah. she lets it slip. That, you know, Alex said, you don't want to know what happened to the kids. And so, boom, there's your motive right there. Oh, he's a liability. He's talking. Got to get rid of him. You know, but my fear with Tammy's autopsy is that because it was exhumed, you know, two months later, I, I, I wonder if they even have anything to work with. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. my fear. I don't know. From my understanding, there would be some, some there would tissue be. Or yeah, tissue. Yeah, there might be tissue. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know at what state. I think that, that depends on all kinds of factors. I, I'm not right. an expert in that um but i do understand yeah. that they can get a bit from that but it's going to take a long time and they have to know what they look for too you have to know what you're testing for and so i want right. to bring this up. people are like ask nor about the malachite so speak oh, a little bit about that and then um <laughs> i love your tree Somebody paper ornament. sorry this is my charlie brown if people find it annoying they can tell me and i can get it out the way yeah, but it's okay we're good ornament 2020, right? Am I right? That's awesome. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love it. Okay. I love it. Okay. So, so let's um, talk about yeah. So, um, giving credit where credit is due, the first time I ever, ever heard about the possibility of a Malachite was from another channel uh, called Left Undone. 
Okay. And I'm sure you guys know about it. It's it's, it's, a, it's a significant channel. And um, it, I think the video said something like the poison ring, something like I, I can't remember, but I, I'm pretty sure that's what it said. And and she didn't say um, what I said, but I remember learning from that video that malachite is actually toxic and that you as a jeweler, you would have to take all these precautions because inhaling it, the dust and the right. particles, that's what I took from her video. So I remember thinking about that and going, you know, like you said, Lori likes the, the finer things. A $38 ring from Amazon, although for many people it's fine, there's nothing wrong with that, but I mean for her, it just doesn't seem like... If, yeah, it's it's a little bit odd. Then I went and searched like, you know, what would Malachi poisoning look like? And if you look at the first pictures, it's like they turn almost, you know, turquoise. They look almost like this blue color. It's very evident. So at first I was like, maybe not. But that was like, when I look further, that was a severe, severe amount of Malachite. You don't necessarily need that much. Right. And also that's when I discovered this malachite solution that's in uh, aquarium and the reason why i even searched malachite solution aquarium products sorry and the reason why i searched aquarium solution in the first place or malachite is because ian Pulowski's statement if you look at that section in his statement he says that they have a healing malachite solution right. slash bomb and if you know about malachite there's no reason to have a malachite solution slash bomb because it's toxic. What are you using it for? Are you applying it on your skin? Well, then I thought maybe in small doses, maybe. Then in doing my research, I found this like case study talking about a little girl who had accidentally ingested this aquarium malachite solution. And that, you know, the certain symptoms that she had, the foaming of the mouth, the heart, I, I started searching those symptoms and looking at his autopsy and they seem to be some connections. Now, keep in mind, I am not a medical expert. You know, I went to school for political science and, and, and history. Okay. Not science or math at all. That's not my wheelhouse. So I could totally be missing something. That's why I wear the hat and I joke and I say that I'm reaching because I'm well aware of how ridiculous this sounds, but yeah. you know, this is Lori Vallow Daybell. It could be anything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that, so then I thought, well, let me just put it out there. You know, that's, that's when I said like that you've got the solution, you've got the symptoms that match. You've got the fact that they are on paper having made this exact solution. It's not like we're pulling it out of thin air. So you've got the ring, the solution, the fact that it is considered a healing solution coupled with the fact that they believe that a zombie is actually somebody who needs healing by killing them because they're possessed and you've right. got to help them get to the other side so that they're not in this limbo, you know, purgatory type thing. So could they have somehow convinced themselves that they're actually healing them by killing them? I oh, believe yeah. they could have. Uh, that I doesn't seem like stress for them. I do believe that because in their in their mind, they even said Charles is not Charles anymore. He, somebody took over him. It's not him. Yes, so yes. I think yes. well, it's not him anymore. So it's really not him. I'm not killing him. I'm killing the zombie. Yes. Same with yes, Tyler. Like yes, like Tyler. 
Yes. And she was building that when she was talking to Melanie and, and because Tylee didn't want to babysit, now she's a zombie. You know, it goes to show you what you said earlier, which is if somebody pisses Lori off, they're on her list. That's it. You got to go. So tightly, maybe. And you go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead and I'll go. It's okay. You go. I was just going to say that, you know, you know, we when we see that footage of Tylee telling her to shush and we see that Tylee. Tylee might have told her mother, like, I can totally picture a scenario where she's like, you know, you, you, my father's dead, you know, Joseph Ryan. Then, you know, right in front of her, she potentially could have seen them kill Charles Vallow, her, her only left, like, father figure that she has left. And now she's, she's basically fatherless. All she has is Lori and Alex. And now they're over here in, in Idaho. And she, she probably heard that Tammy passed too. She might've heard that her uncle Alex passed too. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Cause that no, happened before. before. Yeah. That's not true. I'm getting it wrong. I'm getting it wrong. But the point I'm saying is I could see her confronting her mom about oh, that. About she's, girls, about she's crazy. Yeah. And mm -hmm. she, I could see that too. She's like, listen, uh, my dad, mm -hmm. my, my stepdad, uh, now we're moving into Rexburg and didn't want to come, but I'm coming because JJ, right? So like, and now I'm mm -hmm. no friends, no anything, no support, no nothing. I'm by myself. And boom, a week later, she's like, yeah, yeah, but she was annoying. She's a zombie. So she has to go. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I, don't yeah, think, for sure. I don't think she and Chad would get along, in my opinion. I don't think I think that she'd be like, "Who is this guy?" Like, even right? though she met him before, um, I believe because he was coming around before. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but I think she just I just don't see her. Yes, I could be wrong, but I just think yeah. she's funny. she sees through some BS. It's quiet mm -hmm. in a lot, but I think she opens her mouth a lot too, and and uh, and it she's just feisty that she's feisty. She's, she speaks her mind. And at the same time, she mm -hmm. had to know when to be quiet because she had the manipulations of her mother. And one of the things, yes. just going back to what we were saying about being vindictive, you can easily see now when you start going to the rubric and the zombie chart, right. Or the dark light rubric, you can start to mm -hmm. see, Oh yeah, no, Lori, Lori didn't get along with this person. Oh yeah. Dark. Uh, oh no, Lori didn't get, yeah. Dark. And even even yeah. Colby's wife, even Colby's wife was rated dark. And I know that because she was like, well, they're not even that that new um, the new recording. Audio right. Recording. Oh, well, you know, they're in a different religion. And I just asking, you know, to guide me in in what to do. And he knows me like, well, how was it like? The Lord knows. Me My like or something. I can't remember, like yeah. I know him I or know. something like that. Just yeah. <laughs> let him be you know, and yeah, and, and and if you in Melanie Gibbs' book, because I, I did uh, I read her book. And? Oh my god, I don't recommend that the it is it's, it's not it's not, you know, um I'll just say it's not the best book I've ever read. But um, on a side note, she mentions at the tail end, if you go to the end of her book, she talks about Lori and how Lori was having a very hard time with the fact that Colby's wife was not Mormon. And she even mentions it in there. So it's like three times now this topic is coming up. Yep. And speaking of that rubric, Brandon Boudreaux was considered dark in that rubric. 
yep. way before. That's why I uh, that you know I mentioned that in my video about Melanie Pulaski is that you know all the way back then when he's sending that email in October of 2018, yep. he is saying that Brandon is dark. And he's claiming that in this weird past life situation, him and Lori were parents of Melanie Pulaski in a previous life. So they're intertwined. You yeah, know what I mean? Red, actually, on your uh, on your channel today, on one of your videos, I screenshotted it because I saw that, um, and I don't, I didn't remember this. It was, oh my dear. Okay, hang on. I'm gonna. Have, Okay. It said in here, um, it had to do with, uh, uh, Joseph Ryan and, but mm -hmm. one where was said, where is it? The mother, <laughs> it says the mother, Miss Vallow has explained to me on many occasions that she speaks with her deceased sister and believes that Tylee is reincarnation of her sister. So mm -hmm. I thought mm -hmm. I forgot all about that. And um, so it's interesting to me how she was rated dark uh, when she believes that Tylee was rated uh, a reincarnation of her sister. So that to yeah. me is like, what? And, and, and it makes me think that maybe it's because Tylee was starting to question or talk back or, or, or do something because it, it, and also when you said that, my first thought just now was Melanie replaced Tylee for Lori. She didn't need right. Tylee because she had a daughter she really wanted that she could talk to and who was going along with her. I don't think Tylee went along with her the way that Melanie did. You know and what I mean? And they're very far apart in ages either with Melanie and uh, Lori. Because Lori's what yeah. now, 46, I believe? 46 yeah, or something? Like around the late 40s, yes. Yeah, yes. and Melanie is in her 30s, right? Early 30s. Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, really, I feel like early, early to mid, early yeah. to mid, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So really, not that far off, and and also Melanie isn't the same type of personality as Tylee. I mean, it's just different. Melanie is the yes, yes, Lori, yes, I'll do that mm -hmm. too. Oh, you're going to Hawaii, mm -hmm. so will I. Oh, you're getting married, so will I. Oh, you're moving to Rexburg, so will I. And, yes. and whereas Tylee's like, Psh, what are you doing, mom? Yeah. Yes, so, I, exactly. You know, just like, yeah, like, you know, simmer down. There's even a part, there's even a part, it's a very nuanced part. And the only reason I caught it is because I watched that footage repeatedly. But there's a part in the um, body cam footage of Charles Vallow's shooting when the officer's asking Lori about her identifying features or something. And he kind of yeah. guesses her height and weight. And you could see she couldn't even contain the smile of like, you know, she liked the number that was thrown out for her height and weight. And then right after that, Tylee says something you can't tell, but then Lori goes, what, what? Like, as if in that moment, Tylee's like chastising her over something. Right. And then, and then she turns around and then Tylee's extremely uncomfortable when he asks her about her yes. height and weight, which she, I wish he didn't, you know what I mean? I wish he would have just guessed and wrote something, but whatever. And, and, and that is an, yet another layer because even in the court documents, you can see that Joseph Ryan is saying like, why are you giving her this diet? 
there's a fatty diet. There's something that Lori Vallow complains about the fact that her father is controlling her fat, uh, high fat or low fat diet. Basically, I feel like Lori wanted Tylee to be on all these medications and feeding her unhealthy foods almost so that she wasn't like competition or threat. I mean, I know it's twisted to think, but I feel like Lori would think like that. I, I saw a little bit. Uh, so here's what I saw when the officer was asking Lori and she's basking in her own glory. First of all, she thinks in her mind right now at this moment, I'm a million dollars richer. I'm a million dollars richer. Oh, <laughs> sorry, neighbor. You know, like, and then, you know, toss up. Yeah, I'm five five or whatever. She's like, mm-hmm. And yeah. she's laughing. And you can, I think at that moment, Tylee clearly is like, what are you doing? This is like supposed to be serious. And here you are like giggling, giggling and flirting with the with the officer, right? And then yeah. to point two, when she's asking um Tylee, when he's asking Tylee about, you know, oh, you have beautiful blue eyes, you know, and your height and your weight. And you can see the shift because actually what Tylee does is she actually turns away from her mom to answer the, to answer him. So that tells me that there is something that has to do with her weight. There's something there, yes. like either, either Lori saying something or whatever. It just, you can see it because she, her body language, she turns and she's holding one of protecting herself, yes, right? She's a lot and I for girl. It's awkward even for anybody to ask you that at, at that age, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter what your weight is, just awkward, right? Like, what do you ask me? But you could see there's something because she kind of turns. And and one of the things that struck me is actually with JJ's diet. And I realize he's on the spectrum and I realize um, on the spectrum, kids will be very uh, picky or they'll be, uh, you know, they like their foods and, and that's it. However, mm -hmm. however, mm -hmm. Lori's background is in fitness competitions. Okay. And I used to do them 20 years ago. And wow. so I know, I know that you, when you, you know, you do them, you are dialed in, meaning you know what's coming into your mouth. You know how many calories, protein, carbs, fats, you know it all. And, yep. um, and so, and you're very clean eating. And obviously, Lori watches what she eats. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so it was surprising to me that she'd be okay with a diet every morning for breakfast to have pop, sorry, soda for American soda and uh, soda pop, um, soda and uh, uh, what is what are these called? Chicken fries or chicken something like that. They're like they're, chicken nuggets or chicken yeah, nuggets or tender fries or yeah. something like this at this yeah, 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 yeah. for school. Like, are you are you yeah. kidding? For me, I'm like this. I tell not going to be having that. First off, when you're right. like Sprite or whatever it is and bouncing off the walls, it's not good. And when you're on the spectrum, you, exactly. need, you need to have uh, um, better nutrition and you it, stabilizing all kinds of things, right? So there's all kinds of things. So to me, when I see this kind of thing happening, there is way more going on. Don't forget, Charles is also or was also very healthy. He worked out. He also, was right. There, there was some, mm -hmm. some weird things and, um, and, and poor little Tylee, what she's gone through in her life. Uh, one thing I, I used to, I used to do this. I used to help mummies lose weight. I used to help. Uh, I used to do this a long time ago. And um, one of the things that I know uh, is 
in, in anybody who's put on a few pounds or whatever, we as women, we emotional eat too as well. Uh, not everybody, but a lot of us. And what we do is protect ourselves with this extra weight. It protects ourselves. Even if we can't uh, verbalize it, it's like... Um, trauma. Yes, it's a big side effect. And, is yeah, and, 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 almost. Yes, it's true. It's protection. Mm -hmm. This is where Absolutely. we feel safe. Even though we don't feel yeah. it, we look at ourselves and you're like, oh, you know, I don't feel good or whatever. Yeah. But it's it is a layer of safety. So there's yes. a lot of things going on. And medically, too, there's, you know, there's medical um, situations, too, that, you know, people gain weight, their thyroid and all these things. So I just I just find it really odd as well um, to the level of sure, JJ liked his certain foods and some people would have fits if they don't have their food, but it had to start from somewhere as well. Right. Yeah. Like, are yeah. you going to give your kid cotton candy and like send them to school, uh, you know, every single day? That's not good for his learning. How is he going to focus and concentrate? He's not getting any nutrition in his body. So mm -hmm. and she seems like the person who is very um, if she is very in tune with health, then she would be the type to be like, my kids need the utmost attention in their health and what they're eating. And because that's what she does. And and. Don't get me wrong. My little one's super picky. He's super picky and he doesn't eat like how I eat. Yeah. My oldest one, not so much. But but still, there's just these little nuances. It's like you're feeding yeah. him for school and then you're you're giving his dog away and then and then and then. And so it's. Yeah. And speaking about the kids and the appearances and stuff. Um, on on Annie Lytics live, you know, Annie Cushing uh, titles yeah. on. That 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 uh, most recent one where she is playing the recording, she also mentions in that live how because you know Lori was a hairdresser, how uh, Lori was highlighting Tylee's hair blonde before Tylee was even one years old, and that she had thought that, that. Tylee was. Um, a natural blonde, like, you know, when you're uh, younger and it's like very blonde and then it kind of grows yeah. out as they get older, yeah. that's what she thought. But then Lori's casually talking to her in the kitchen and she starts pulling stuff out and starts highlighting um, Tylee's hair, like touching up her roots. And Annie was like flabbergasted. And she, Annie believes that the reason why Lori did this is because she loved the fact of people saying, oh, your daughter has like blonde hair and blue eyes. Or like when 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 in reality, she she may have had the blue eyes, but she wasn't blonde. And so she thinks that that Lori was doing this just so that she could say, my daughter has blonde hair and blue eyes, which the reason why I'm mentioning this is because Lori's cares about appearances very much. And she does believe that her child's appearances is a reflection upon her, which also makes us makes it very weird that she would be like that with Tylee's health. And Tylee's a beautiful yeah. girl. Tylee's yeah. a pretty girl. So I can see a narcissist like Lori, who's all about her looks, seeing a little her daughter basically being a threat, like coming up as she gets older. She's going to look better than her and that Lori didn't want that. I could see that. Plus, in order for her to keep this 
Munchausen thing, which a lot of people think she had and and making Tylee unhealthy, she put her on lots of medications that either could have caused the weight gain or prevented weight loss, affected her appetite, whatever. I think the fact that her daughter was sick and maybe overweight and had all these things, it was like a reflection, not not a reflection of her, but it was like a pity card. But the hair and the eyes, well, she's going to get that from her. And so that needs to look good because it reflects on Lori. You know, I, I, it's just like the way she thinks is so, we Matt, wouldn't think about that, it's but Matt, she would. And you know, yeah, you make a point because it brought me right to Colby's wife. And he even said, oh, it was like, it was as if I was a boyfriend. And it was a yeah, because she's gorgeous. Colby's wife is gorgeous. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a threat. She's like, okay, gotta mark this down, darky. Yep. Yeah, it's so weird. And also, I've heard a lot about the weird the dynamics between Lori and her son Colby. It was very much that sort of needy mother that's putting a lot of emotional stuff. And I noticed that that tends to happen with certain mothers and their eldest son, if their son is the oldest, it becomes this sort of weird relationship where they rely a little too much on their son emotionally. And I feel like she definitely would have done that. And, and Colby's very handsome too. Look, they're all good looking. You can't you can't oh, deny everybody that. Everybody in the family. Everybody in the right? family. Yeah. So so that that type of thing is on her radar. She's a model. She's doing pageants. She was a cheerleader. You know what I mean? These are all. It's all connected. And we may not think of it, but it might be something in the forefront for her because of the way she thinks. Well, you know what I mean? In court. I mean, she had to have her Jolly Rancher lipstick. And remember, she said to the one of the guy, the girls in jail, it's like, oh, this, you know, yeah, all of this, all of this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's her power. That's how she gets where she gets in life. Joseph right? Ryan's lawyer talked about that. He said she just has a power. And he actually called her a crime boss, though. That was like, yep. And I, I was mm-hmm. so how he said that? Yes. Uh, because we know she, and, and so a lot of people are asking, they say, you know, who's, who's more um, influenced, like who influenced who with Chad and Lori? And I think it's kind of, well, maybe I'll ask you that and, I'll, and then I'll tell you my thoughts on it. Cause I, I go back and forth, but, but let me hear what you have to say there. This is what I think. I feel like Chad, he's the, the, the book smarts. And I think that he's the one who finds the scriptures or the religious justifications for things and kind of turns it into a rubric or a little write, written thing. Cause you know, he's the author, you know, he's got that sort of thing versus Lori. I think she's the one who's actually focused on the deed. So she's the one who's like, knows about the life insurance is all about the life insurance policies, putting the ideas in her, in his head. So like, you know, Joseph Ryan, I got something when he passed. Charles Vallow, I'm going to get something when he passes. Your wife, Tammy, because remember with Tammy, he increased it right before. And I'm sure she told him to do that. I'm sure she, because, you know, her father was involved in insurance, life insurance and stuff. Um, Charles Vallow was as well. So they know all about this stuff. Like everybody. They're all all up on this. Like they know more than the average. And so I believe she's the one who's more like, they got to go. We need the money. And then he comes in and he's like, oh, they're dark. The zombie came. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> the one who said Jamie's the zombie, Charles Vallow, Ned Schneider, you know, he gives her the justification, but she wants the thing. Yes. In my and opinion. Yes, absolutely. And so we back up just a little bit on, on the upping Tammy's insurance. Because Tammy died October 19th. And um, they Lori bought the rings, the attire, everything. She bought that on October 3rd. So it'd be interesting to know what date he upped her insurance at. Because she's like, hey, you know what? Just like you said, you know what? Mm. Let me tell you, because I have experience. This is uh -huh. what but you, you know, you got to make it worth it, right? Make it worthwhile because yeah. we need to get that 144,000 and, and, you know, do all this stuff. So you're going to have to up it. That's not, that's not enough. See how much you can go. Yeah. And then he ups and they've it. Been, and they're increasingly desperate at that point because, right, they, they thought they were getting Charles money. They didn't get it. They tried Brandon Boudreaux. That didn't work. So now if they're like, what? Two for two, zero for two. They're zero for two. So they need well, it, depending on how you see Joseph Ryan. So I could definitely see that desperation of like, well, whatever that amount is, it's not enough. We yeah. need more. So that, and and the, the when you look at how much their place was in Hawaii, I think the rent was like over six thousand dollars a month. You yeah, know, and then you compare that with her rent. It's such a. It's not. It doesn't make sense, right? I mean, that, that rent, okay, it's a lot, but it would make sense if everything else made sense. It's just the whole thing is weird. And I totally think you're onto something with finding out the date because, right, the ring and the the dress show that they're trying to get her out of the way and they want to get married. So I think that's a really important thing like, to find out. How how would you, okay, so here we go. This lady is buying a wedding ring. Oh, how are you so confident? That you're gonna marry this man. He's married. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what's going on here? And you know, October 3rd, right? And and all these things. Now, a little bit about your point about the ring, the cheap ring, the lesser apartment, right? Same amount, same price, lesser apartment. Mm -hmm. And then just all these little weird things that are just opposite. And so I don't know if they're trying to stage something or what. One of the things that I've been asking and I've been working on. Uh, and I'll ask you, and maybe these guys too, why come back? Why did they come back? This has been on my, I have a whiteboard over there and list literally says, why come back? Why did they come back from Hawaii when they got married? The kids are gone. Tammy's mm. gone. Okay. And the she only loves Hawaii. thing I think of is, because they, yeah, they love Hawaii. Chad even says, Hey, do you have a place to rent? Right? And then they came back. Why did they come back? And I think that there may be another plan in place in that month of November. And that 26th, something happened uh, with, well, thank God for Kay. She said, hey, like I fa finally found where they are. Here's where you can find them. And uh, I just keep thinking this because they go to Hawaii, they're, they're getting married, they could be in the sunset. Why are they coming back? Unless it's to keep gathering for the 144. However, kids are gone. Uh, mm. Alex even was moving back. He moved back. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And and that's where I found out about that whole apartment thing that he didn't even let the, the current apartment in Arizona know that he was um, he was moving, which is weird, right? It's weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm trying to think about it. That's such a good question. And I didn't, it never occurred to me. But yeah, why come back? What it says, hear me out. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. my lighting. See on Nor's hat, it says, hear, hear me out. out. <laughs> I almost, disclaimer, I almost did a hat tonight that, that was going to go on that said, in my opinion. <laughs> oh, you should have. That would have been so cool. That would have been so cool. <laughs> No, but 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 you're right. You know, why did they come back? And and I think you're onto something with the gathering because uh, my understanding is that area, that particular area, was really big on the doomsday prepping. They had yeah. a lot of those, you know, white camp tent cities. There were some in Utah. There's some here, but but apparently that area in Idaho um, was like a hub for that kind of stuff. So maybe if they felt like now they're married, now they're sealed, or I don't know how they would, you know, phrase it. Maybe, maybe it did have something to do with their mission to come back because I can't see why not, or a plan or something we have no idea about that they're plotting and scheming. Cause I feel yeah. like she's so, she's so hyper and, and manic almost and, and go, 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 go. And she talks a mile a minute. I, she's always got some sort of thing going on. So she could have been on to the next thing. They probably thought they were invincible at this point. And did you hear, um, did you hear about Lori when she was talking about these, these camps? She said something like, well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to be camping in, in there. Yeah. She's talking about that, right? So yeah, that of course she'd be glamping. Yeah, she'd be glamping, right? And so that's what I was thinking yeah. about is why are you coming back? Is there more is was there more of something? Or were you going to do it? Because don't forget, they did ask about the rental in the beginning of November. Right? It was the beginning of November, yes. wasn't it with the, with the apartment? So I think it was, yeah. the 8th, I want to say the 8th of November or the seven, like the same time. So um, they were planning on on it anyway. So why are you coming? Why come back to Rexburg? I'm telling you, when something bugs me, like apartment 107, Charles, uh -huh. I know there's something yeah. there. And so this is the other thing. Why are you coming back? What do you what do you think is the deal with the apartment? Because that is really strange. And, and I and I remember when you made a video uh, just talking about apartment 107 and, <laughs> yeah. and some people didn't get it and i was like oh man she's on to something uh, there i don't know what it is either but it's weird and you brought you brought up these things and i'm curious what do you like do you have a theory or are you still like what's going on with that you know i know there's something i have a couple of questions in my mind but at the same time uh, that's that's why I made that video. Something was bothering me, and I'm like, no, 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 we gotta look. And then that's the thing: the differences between same price in rent, but Lori's choosing yeah. the lesser apartment. Why is that? And maybe it's for yeah. the children, so that she can go and meet up with Chad in there, you know, and have mm -hmm. their own little place. Yeah. I I I don't know yet. Um, but there's some things that I know. It's like when when the cops came and asked them, and they're they're like. I saw her in apartment 107 and it was like a, a movie, you know, it's like a movie. It's like, yeah. Apartment 107. Yeah. 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 Like, Oh, it's weird. Alex's like, no, she's in 107. I saw it. It's almost maybe. It's like a weird, it's so weird. You know, it is so weird. To throw the scent off, could it be the crime scene? Easy cleanup? Could it be a totally, I don't know. And it went off the market um, in December or February. I think it was February. December is when Alex didn't 
wasn't there anymore. And uh, I think it was January, February when I went back on the market. I looked it up. But yeah, that 107 bugs me. Just like, why did she come back? They were planning on saying, why did they come back? And and part of it is Melanie because she came at in the beginning of November. She came and lived to move there. But I find that weird. There's something weird about that. Can't quite put yeah. my finger on it. Also, I have a thing that's been bugging me and I and I mentioned it on my video and I've got a lot of comments. I would love to know what you think about this. And that is why would they choose to do what they did to JJ the weekend they had company? Was it an alibi? If it was an alibi, man, that's risky. Why would you take that chance unless they knew about it and it wasn't a risk? But then well, I, I, I don't know, I can't reconcile who, who, I know you start asking all these questions. Um, I think first, I think that Melanie Gibb, I think she knew some things. Uh, I'm not speaking about their deaths. I'm speaking in general. And I think they chose her as a scapegoat in a lot of things, especially uh, with Brandon Boudreaux. They're like, hey, you know, can you go just check on uh, check on the kids at Brandon's old place, even though she didn't know about that. And so I think yeah. they used her in a lot of ways because she has a little bit of... Um, you know, she's a little bit naive or, um, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, gullible, that's the word. And I think, I think there was a little bit of that. So I think she was in the circle, but I don't think she was in the very inner circle. So that, I, agree. Had, um, I think Lori needed some validation about the zombie theory. See, 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 mm -hmm. the zombie, mm -hmm. see, and I think she needed that validation in one aspect. Um, the other is so super weird as the timing and the timing is why, like, if they're going to do that with Tylee, why are you waiting another two weeks? That was strange to me. Although I did talk about the 23rd about how that was, uh, you know, dead Lucille's uh, speaks to Chad every year. And I think for him, that was like, listen, Lori, I got a little bit of a, uh, you know, Lucille talked to me last night and this he said, and uh, he's got to go. You know, he's got a goal. And then, you know, the whole bit about him knocking Jesus off of the, off of the bridge. Like, it's just. Yeah, that whole. And, you know, when you said about, when you said about Mel uh, Lori wanted to use Melanie, you're so right. Because Lori even almost let that slip on that call. The, when she said, I, you, there's a part where yeah. she goes, why did you, I, you, and then she stops herself. And then she's like, I needed you to, she basically was going to say, I, cause I, she's I, so fast. I used you basically. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. You're about that. I totally believe it. She, she said it herself. And I think you know? he is lucky. And somebody's even saying this. Okay. I'm going to say this. I say this and then I'll go to the comments. Um, I think Melanie's lucky. Cause I think that given in a pinch, Lori would have put her under the bus. Oh yeah. I, I really do. And so, and been. so maybe she was going to use her as like, well, if I'm getting caught, this girl's going to go in for me and whatever. Who, who knows what the backup mm -hmm. plan is. It just kind of seems like that. Sarah says, don't forget Lori made a special trip to see April Raymond to gather the 144,000. That's right in the spring, right? During that whole 60-day hiatus, she went to go Did. see Lori and wanted- She was trying to recruit her. And leave the kids was, behind. Mm-hmm. Nobody could have kids. There was just the couples, right? No kids allowed. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of, I think, why, you know, you have Melanie Pulaski without her kids at the same time that Lori's there getting rid of her children is because these 144,000, I guess they weren't supposed to have children with them. Yeah, that's as what part of the yeah. 
So unbelievable. I know. Um, so Sarah says, hear me out. What if they come back? What if they came back to take care of Melanie Gibb? She was talking maybe, but they need her because think about it. Lori brought Melanie with her to the police station and Melanie was saying, you know, Charles doesn't have friends and he scared me and he lied to me. So she, she's definitely somebody that Lori leaned on in the past with help yep. with law enforcement. She came through, she helped her, Lori got out of it. So maybe she thought that Melanie was just that dedicated that she would, you know, take a picture of random children and pretend that that JJ was one of them. Maybe she really thought that. And and I think David Warwick was part of what woke Melanie Gibb up because even Lori says, well, David is in your ear and David did it, right? And you know, she was with David when she made that call. Yeah, mm -hmm. she, you know, he was rated dark in Lori's mind because yeah. both of them, both of them, Chad too. Well, you can see his influence on, I can see his influence on you, you know, Melanie. Right. So I know. Or when he says, hello, sweet Melanie. Oh, sounding like you know what? Let's be, I'm going to be honest right here. When, when I and everyone heard, hello, sweet Melanie, all of us wanted to go take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so <laughs> creepy. It's so, creepy. It it's so like, bad. I can't. I can't. And he made a boo-boo on that. He made a boo-boo in that recording because he told a little different story about his wife, Tammy. Well, she had heart problems and she was sick and she didn't like the doctors. And then, well, I thought you said she had a cough. What's with the heart? Mm -hmm. I thought you just had a cough. Mm -hmm. What's going on there? And one of the things I talk about too, and I'm interested in what you think about this, is the middle of the night theory that I think or I feel like they're all, they were all, um, they died all in around the same time. I think, I feel like they did. So with Tammy, the um, coroner estimated she died around two, I think two or two thirty or something like that is estimation. But I was looking into this uh, witching hour or the devil's hour mm. and it was like 4, 4 a.m. and um, in the middle of the night, right? And so, and that's when Lori hears voices. Um, yeah, right? I, I mean, I know. Um, and then I got to thinking, okay, Tammy died in the middle of the night. Um, JJ and Ty, Tylee, we don't know. JJ, we don't know. We're guessing. But I'm starting to think that it was around that middle. And I realized this when it was the Secret Society video. All these things are lining up with Secret Society, this, 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 and this. And then this witching hour came out. And I thought, huh, I'm betting, I'm betting it, if they looked into it, and I wonder if they can to figure that out, if it wasn't in the middle of the night at around the same time, because Alex came to the uh, place as well at two 30 in the morning, he came back to Lori's apartment and he left at four 37. So mm. I'm he came back in the middle of the night in and around this time. So I don't know if there was some weird thing that they did, you know, to, to expel these zombies or whatever, but I feel like, yeah, like an exorcism type of, you know, situation where they pretending that that's what they're doing in, you know, something. I could you see know? them. Just I don't it like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think the whole, yeah. I mean, and the thing that always strikes me and, and, you know, when I found those court documents, it changed everything for me because Lori has a history 
of over-medicating the children, not yes. just her children, even Charles Vallow's children. She has a history. We heard about the nanny saying it. She said it herself. The court-appointed monitors are noticing that, you know, Tylee looks lethargic and over-medicated. Then Cheryl, um, I think that's Charles Vallow's ex, she says that her son said that they're putting Lunestra and shoving it down the kid's throat and Lori's doing it. So to me, I believe that, that you know, this poisoning, it's, it's Lori's thing. You know what I mean? And we don't know what it is. Malachite. Some people say, I don't know how to pronounce it. Is it ricin or some ricin. sort of thing in a an eye drop? I'm not, I, there's something oh, people like mention a lot. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. but there's yeah, many there's things that could be right. But I think that, you know, combining this evening thing, this middle of the night witching hour with her, the fact that she's always over medicating the children, um, doesn't it, it could happen it could be that she has a certain concoction and then they slip it in at night you know and, and i and i was thinking about it too is like i can see tammy taking some sort of drink from chad i can definitely see the kids taking something from Lori. same with tylee you know all of them i just can't see you know joseph ryan or charles vallow which we know he was shot or Alex Cox. I don't know. Maybe he would, maybe he wouldn't. It just, I don't know if it's the same thing with everyone or if they kind yeah. of switch it up just as what's an opportunity. That's something that I've, I've been wrestling with a lot is, is yeah. it the same method throughout or do they find a different method? Like, because with Tammy and Alex Cox, it's very different than with Charles Vallow, how he passed, you yes. know, and That's then the opportunity though. Right? Like, I agree. Tammy's in the home. Kids are in the home. Charles Vallow not in the home. And, and he's that, not going to take anything from anybody. No, not and not with all the shenanigans. And he's coming over. That and their time, their timeline in that I ripped apart as well in, in the Charles Vallow series. Like, there, no, there's all kinds of wrong in there. He got killed way before, they're saying, uh, way before. So, so I have a question for you on that. Um, what do you think about what Tylee said in her statement regarding Charles Vallow's death? Because it seems like that car ride that her and Lori were on, I'm sure Lori told her what to say. I think, this is, I think it's like they had enough time. They had 40, I think it was 40 minutes or something. Like they had a good hour. By the time they got back, she could have been like, this is what you're going to say, and this is how it's going to go down. It has to be the same, da, 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 and this is how it is. And that's when you see Tylee standing there, like, kind of self-soothing, rocking a little bit, uh, you know, answering. It's like, they had time. She's like, know? I don't know. <sighs> like, there's a there's this thing in her voice where she's like, huh? Like, you can see that she's the only one having a normal reaction to the situation. She's That's the, the only denominator, one. isn't it? No emotion, not doesn't match what it should. Um, you see this as a theme throughout, not just with Lori too, with Lori and Alex. You know, he's on the phone. And he's like, "Yeah, I I just shot my brother in self defense." Oh, you want to? Yeah, yeah. You want to do CPR? Nah, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's if, so weird. It's the equivalent of a woman be like, yeah, no, you know, doing her nails and you know that kind of thing. It's just it's absolutely. So 
does not match. It just does not match. You hear this over and over and over. And then you hear people say over and over, Lori's not in her right mind. Charles said that how many times? You say, see uh, um, Annie Cushing being like, okay, there's something not right. Like she's just so not emotional. She's like, well, the world's better off without Joe Ryan. And just yeah. like, well. And, and you know, think about Tylee. I think about Tylee and the fact that, can you imagine witnessing what happened to Charles Vallow? And then the very people who, who, you know, did it are now telling you, you better say the right thing. You know, she, she very well could have been afraid for her life. We know that they took her life at the end of it. So, I mean, this poor girl, it's like, it, it, I, it, you know, I know that JJ is the younger one and, and, and you can't say which victim is where you can't do that. But for me personally, because I've read those court documents and I've seen that literally from 18 months of age until her last breath, this little girl, never had a chance never like she never had a childhood she never had a sense of normalcy you know i i can't believe she she's actually was in an amazing condition the way she was for having for what she went through i can't even say that right but you know what i'm saying like the way she was at the time when you see her on these body cam footage i think she did amazing considering what what she oh, went through yes. and she had jj too come enter into the picture right because uh, Colby was a little bit older. And even Colby said in his Thanksgiving video the other last week, um, he was talking, he talked a little bit about how he wished he could have a conversation with Charles. And he even, he even said, um, I cannot remember the words exactly. So you guys like, nope, nobody kill me about this. Um, but he said something to the effect of, uh, you know, like my life wasn't that great. And I was kind of like, oh, I haven't really heard that. It, it was the gist of that. Like, hey, that it wasn't good. Like, it wasn't good. So you see then Tylee going through all these things. And then she has joy in JJ around. And she took on that mother role because I think that she know, well, she she knew what Lori was about. And I, I just, mm -hmm. like, I got to protect my baby brother. First. That's why they got rid of her first. They knew. They knew well, she, that if they did something to JJ first. Yeah. Are you she, kidding me? Tyler would, yeah. would not let that happen uh, without a fight. So they, they, had fight. To, they had to get her out of the way first so that there was nobody there to advocate for JJ. Then it's also really weird how Lori stopped giving him his medication. I feel like she was trying to make him act out so that she could say he yeah. was a zombie. 100% agree the same thing. It's like, let's wean him off that because let's let's just... and 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 also... Chad could be like, well, you know, let's wean and see who he really is. Let's see who he really is. And then she's like, great idea. And then takes that. But at the same time, you hear her say to the nanny, oh, yeah, sometimes we give him a little extra, a little earlier, or whatever she said, you know, to give him some yeah, yeah. medication. So, um, but then they found out that he wasn't, or they had 19 pills left in the bottle. So I, I don't know. I think maybe there's some influence on each other. It's the perfect storm in their eyes. I think with all this, it, it's such an unfortunate thing because, um, you know, no one deserved this. And it's just, it's just awful. It's just absolutely awful. And I, I'm, my thing too, is how the children, and I'm not going to go into details about this, but how the children uh, uh, died too are so different. So 
I feel like there's influences uh, on each side, like maybe it wasn't the same person. I feel like, and I, and this is my conspiracy, don't sue me, but I feel like uh, that, you know, they didn't really know what they were really in for with um, Tylee. I think that, you know, yeah. they thought burning her would be more like, wouldn't be as, as, as big of a mess or as, as it wasn't as effective as they thought it would be. And then they like, they, they kept trying to like change it. It became a mess. Yeah, there's a gunshot that they have to explain to the neighbors. They they have to dig something up that they have to explain to Tammy. They kept having to figure it out on the fly, it feels like. And, and if you look at the phone pings, Alex Cox was there for much longer because I feel like they didn't know what they were doing. And then the next thing with JJ, it looked like they were trying to contain everything. No mess, no thing. It's like the, the second yeah, time around, we're not taking any chances. Yeah, yeah. And it just, the whole thing was so different and contained versus the first one seemed kind of frantic and messy, you know? So I think the difference with that is they realized that was a bad idea and they did everything wrong and they needed to get a better plan next time. Well, and I, I mean, again, just my... No, and I, I agree. And I think from my understanding is, um, you know, it's a lot of work uh, to do what they did to Tylee, like a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take um, a small amount of time. So I think maybe they, they did learn about that. But at the same time, it's so heinous what he what they did. I almost wonder if it was it was Chad. And maybe not. Maybe it was. Maybe it was both. I don't know. But do you Lindy, think you're right? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. You go ahead, and then I'll ask you a question. <laughs> okay. I was just gonna say. I, I was just gonna say you're totally right because um, if you've ever read Chad's book about being a grave digger, you'll see I didn't read that it. he has. Oh, don't. I wanted to, but I didn't want to, you know? I mean, for research purposes, maybe, but but if you don't have to, I ugh, it was just the worst. <laughs> I had to like, oh my God, I had to force myself to finish the book. But he shows very, very little respect for the dead. And um, it shocked me. There's one scene in there where they're making fun of a wealthy lawyer who... His family had purchased like a very elaborate uh, casket. And so uh, it was so elaborate and so large that I guess the pre the pre plotted or dug up thing, it was too small. And um, so they decided to put that person's corpse in a septic tank and Chad jokes about it. And that they were laughing, which is pretty much the worst thing you could do to it. You know, it's very disrespectful. And, you know, being that he's supposed to be a man of God, and you would think that there's a little bit more respect for someone like that. Yeah. And they put him in a septic tank. They joke about it. There's another segment in the book where he is joking about how there's like a certain machine. And I think it was an elderly woman who had passed. And they, they sort of made the machine go like that and it looked like she was dancing and they were laughing about it and then there's another segment in his autobiography where he talks about going on this rampage um he sees a bee's nest and then he like 
starts smashing it and killing the bees. And then before you know it, he goes on a rampage. He like blacks out. He doesn't know how long it's been. And then before you know it, you know, there's like dead bees everywhere. And then he hears a voice, maybe his grandmother Lucille or someone basically telling him like, no, stop, don't do it. And then he kind of like snapped out, but he says that he got a special satisfaction or joy. Don't quote me on it, but there's a certain phrase he used. And so reading all that, knowing what has happened, it's almost like, you know, when they say the first sign of a serial killer is doing things to animals and then how he had, doesn't have this respect for the dead that you think somebody would have. He's almost desensitized to it as a grave digger. So all that together, you know, you're, you're absolutely right. It could be Chad's weird thing. This is what I was going to ask you. My question was, do you think this could have been done before? Because I'm starting to wonder, I'm starting to wonder if this isn't the first time. Well, you know, I don't know for sure, but I have had people bring it to my attention that there's some missing woman's case or some missing woman who either went, she either is missing or she died. I'm not quite sure. Around the time and area where Chad... Oh, yeah. Would, would have been a grave digger at that time. And I, I don't, I never really looked into it. I remember hearing about it. I don't know if that's anything, but it did come to mind when you asked me, you know? Yeah, I think um, I, I looked a little, I didn't dig. Um, I saw a little bit of it and now her name is es escaping me. I'm sure it'll come in a minute. I'm sure people remind me. Um, <laughs> it was, um, the they were in the same high school or they were in the same small town and this girl went missing and two guys uh one of them was say, said like i'll never there was another person but i'll never say the name i'll never say his name and so a lot of people were looking into this girl going maybe she was also you know part of that and the only thing that i i start thinking is when i see with tylee and then his sinister weird rubrics and of course his his past of what he did for a living. And now for you saying with you saying how disrespectful he was and he had this kind of morbid curiosity. And you know what? I especially, I, it especially bothers me in the courtroom in at the hearing in September, you see them bring, you know, Rob Woods, like here's exhibit 18 and they bring it over to their table, right? Here's exhibit 19. Well, you see Chad, especially and, and go watch this everybody go watch this if you go to this hearing and watch and when they put the uh um evidence down and chad you'll see him look over kind of get this little smirk on his face take a look at what it was and then look up and i swear you can see him revel in that moment like yeah i did that Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he just he, he laughed a lot. He, he does a lot of those little smirks. He just looked over, wanted to take a look, and I went, "You did this before," like because it felt like. Here's here's what I have in my mind now. Okay, I I picture because remember, kids are in the yard. Tammy's still alive. I feel like I can I can see him wake up in the morning, like have his. He doesn't drink coffee if he's Mormon, right? He's just like. Looking out, I just picture him looking out the window at the spot and reveling mm -hmm. in it, like almost like, mm -hmm. you know yeah, what? I mean? Yeah, I don't know why yeah, yeah. it just keeps going that in grandiose thing. Mm -hmm. 
wanted those kids there and you are living it every morning looking out there that's how i feel at this well, point in his mind he think of the power he's thinking i managed to convince this woman to kill her kids for me you know what i mean it, it could be that she wanted to do it it could be that he provided the justification it could be they all came i mean we know for sure three people were involved right chad yeah. Lori, and Al. we know that for sure yeah who planted it? Who did it? I, 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 but, but the smugness is there. And, and oh, it, yeah. now, now I might be crazy for this one, you know, stretch and all that. But I swear, <laughs> I remember I when I watched <laughs> Reach, when I watched the, the hearing, I swear there were moments where it seemed like he was, there was like a technical difficulty and he smiled and laughed as if he thought like somebody from the veil made it happen. I felt that smugness where he felt like, oh yeah, this is happening in the real world, but I've got backup, I've got power, you don't know. Cause at this point they still think they're invincible, right? They still yeah. think they could get away with it. They, you know, yeah. the, the walls haven't closed in just yet. So mm -hmm. he's, I don't know. Did you see John Pryor at this the hearing and John's like, uh, this I I literally burst out laughing when he was like, uh, "Sorry, Your Honor, I just I thought I heard I heard a I heard a I screamed. I was like, "Uh oh, you've been hanging out with Chad a little too long." I think I burst out laughing. I was like, "This is like a meme should be made from that, like from just from I mean, that point." Of all the things to have said for him, like I don't think he realized like the irony of that for him to be like, "I heard a voice." It was hilarious. Sorry, Sorry Your Honor. I, I thought I heard voices coming from the corner. I was like, I've been hanging out with Chad. Yeah. I don't think anyone has confirmed if Alex had life insurance. This is the loaded question, isn't it? We Do yeah, you know? I don't know. We don't no, know. Yet. I don't know. I haven't looked into it as much as I probably should. I, I will I will um, probably want to figure that out a little bit more, but I haven't found anything. I haven't found if Zulema got anything. I, I did search if Zulema got any type of financial thing from um, from his passing. I couldn't find anything with that. Zulema is really hard to find information about. I feel like she has somebody scrub her information or something. It's just really, really abnormally difficult to find things about her. But then again, she, it could be because she may have uh, immigrated here. I'm not quite sure what her background is exactly. Maybe there's certain records that are overseas. That's why we can't find them. But I, I don't know the answer to that. I know it's. I've been looking too, and we. That's the loaded question, isn't it? We need. We kind of need to know that. Um, but I also feel like the motive for Alex's passing with death or killing would be very different from any of the other ones because he's an inner circle person who might talk. I don't think yeah. they needed life insurance. They had another reason to shut yeah, him up. Like, because it was a day after too, right? It's a day after Tammy was exhumed. So that is mm -hmm. suspicious, obviously. But at the same time, you know, you're listening to that 911 call. You're like, man, full circle, isn't it? Because mm -hmm. Lopez is like, well, I don't, I, I don't want to. He's like, he's, you know, there's stuff all over the place, and I don't want to. Yes. And you're like, huh, huh. Interesting how that happened to you, like yeah. you did it to some. Yeah, right? but Karma. I, think, I think when the nine one one call was made, I think Charles was long gone. I think it was long. He was long gone. I think he he waited till the, you know, and it was like because you don't revive a zombie. You don't revive a zombie. Yeah. So why would we yeah. talk, right? 
So right, right. And there was a weird thing in that footage too, where the camera cuts off right when one of the officers or somebody says something about wiping the blood. And then it cuts off and and people are like, did they like mess with the scene a little bit? Because I think if we could see how the blood looked, that would give you also an idea of how long the body was there. If it had started to congeal or solidify versus if it was like a fresh oh, yeah, pool of blood. Hours. Yeah. <clears throat> but I mean, you're, you're totally right. I, I mean, why would they call it? She, she went to like drop off JJ, which is so weird. The fact that she took his car is also so tasteless. I mean, the guy just died and you're going to take his car, like grab his keys and take his car. It's so um, shameless. Why well, was he so at the point? I was at the point. I wondered if she took his watch right off him. Right. And then the whole fake watches that she sent the children when they asked for his valuable, the whole thing, the, the, she's money grubbing in such a way, which again is what makes that ring so weird. And the right. apartment thing you mentioned, it's the level of which she actually does really care about those things. It makes that stuff super weird. Yeah, it makes it, it, it makes it the complete opposite of what she's used to doing. Like it's very odd. Right. And if we right. want to talk about money, really, when you see that, uh, it, Chad wasn't a wealthy. Chad was not a wealthy man. And Lori mm -hmm. had a propensity for finding men who were wealthy or made good money and can give her the good life. And, yeah, but, but she also got obsessed with his books. And that's- I, I was just gonna say, also when, 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 remember when she's talking to the police, when they're, when they're like, the cop kind of pretends like he doesn't know who Chad Daybell is. He's like, oh, Chad, the author. Remember when she was introducing him, she was like, they, um, he's an author, he's an author. <laughs> like you could tell she got like, a pride from it. Like my, my husband, the author, the well-known respect, like if he doesn't have money, at least he's the author, you know right. what I mean? So that, the prestige, right? She, yeah. she likes that. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I guess that's the best way too, is, well, we can make you a little richer. You just have to get insurance and just pump it up a little bit. No <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then she can have everything. And she used Charles credit card. Yeah, yeah and did. she used his credit card for the thing. Yeah, she is so shameless. Just no, ugh, like she has no bar that she won't go below. Like it's just unbelievable. And I think everybody's uh, frustration is when are they getting these murder charges, right? Like, because you're sitting there going, how, when, if, why? I think, um, I don't know. I, I think. I think they have a lot of work to do because now they're going, they had to go back to Charles because they announced, right, that they were going and digging more into the data with Charles. And now all this mess in their eyes going, oh, now we got to go back to, to Joseph, right? That could mm. not be there. There could be something there. Could not be. Maybe maybe something right. will happen to Joseph. It could. But there's yeah. also... And, and yeah, and I think also um, speaking of the attorney, uh, I think Keith or Keith Taniguchi or something like that, uh, Joseph Ryan's attorney, he he did mention the fact that you know, um, oh, I lost my train of thought. What were you just saying? <laughs> <What> were <laughs> we're you just Joseph Ryan and and possibly. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I remember it, 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 that that the heart attack that he had 
could have actually been a result, uh, like a like a, a later side effect from the tasing, because yeah. he did have to get hospitalized for his heart. So the argument could be made that, you know, even if not directly, indirectly, this could have created a, a condition that, because also Joseph Ryan did drink and he had some issues with that. So you're right. It could definitely be um, an accident, but but what a, what a convenient, what an amazing accident for Lori. What a wonderful thing that worked out so perfectly for her. I want to you know, know, I want to know where uh, Alex was the those few days before i want to mm -hmm. know um maybe mm -hmm. he was hanging out with Lori those last couple of days i'd love to know that i'm sure everybody would love to know that and i'd love to right. know who that was because i'm starting to think that uh maybe perhaps they knew each other a little bit more before in person than we all know i totally think and i don't Lord know if melanie would have known about this yeah, because Melanie, maybe Lori made it seem to Melanie like they're meeting for the first time. I don't put that past her at all. And especially if they're trying to keep this appearance of like the good girl or whatever in the beginning that she wouldn't be talking to him. But we know that they were emailing. We know that she had invited him over very soon after supposedly meeting. So it's very likely that they could be talking way before what we think is the official beginning of their communications. Yeah. And also regarding the charges, why there's no murder charges. You know, I thought about it too. First of all, it's very difficult to prove something when the person who did the deed is, is not here, right? You don't have Alex Cox. That is a big wrench in that, as well as the fact that you've got different jurisdictions. You know, they may not all be communicating. And then thirdly, I know with Rexburg, they actually had to call in the FBI to come in because they didn't have the resources for this. Yeah. So there could be the amount of resources you would need to do this. They've got burner phones, emails, devices. Burner phones, like 60 burner phones. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like we can, the, the, it feels manic. It feels frantic. It feels nonstop, like the way that she was. So it's hard to like dive into all that and parse through all the bull, bull stuff yeah. that, that to find the stuff that's really important. It takes it time and effort. alone. It was like five months to get that. And now they went back for Charles. And so that is another, what, five, six months to possibly get the info. Because I think they were saying in the hearing it was five months that they were uh, gathering, you know, by the time you have to submit it and then this and extract and look at it. And, and you know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's even just research alone takes us hours and hours and hours. Right to do it and then and this so i mean for them to go through this and then they have to yank all the stuff and then put it together and i mean it's not i mean this is the most craziest case because you have so many people involved it's not like you know one person who done it and then a couple people this is like what we're at like 20 or 30 people uh easily yeah. and yeah. 20 well, easily, like, I guess it's just like it's constant. It's like this person, and then they got married, and by the way, she has five husbands, and this person uh -huh. died, and that person, and all. And then you just start yeah. to put it together, and you have a real good picture of what Lori is all about and what Chad's all about. And both of them, both of them are culpable. Both of them. Um, it's not just Lori, and it's not just Chad. I think they mm -hmm. fed off each other, and they loved it. They just pumped each other's tires basically no you're so good no you're so awesome no you're so awesome you know it was even like the first 
them in the in the in the storage unit where he's giving her the little pat. It's like, uh, knowing the context of that, they're just they're just like, uh. And then the thing too with the police, like they they have only one shot and they have to do it right. That's right. So I I, I know it's better for us. Yeah, but we got to let them do their thing and do it right on their and time. Think of that, all those little minor little pieces. And they're like, okay, if we're, if we're going at them, every single dot and every right? T, right? They yeah. have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was I going to say here? There was something there we were just talking about. Um, uh, had to do with, oh, Chad. Okay. So, and imagine this too, because this guy is a master manipulator. We look at him going, oh, you know, anybody who listens to him because he's an author and he's doing book signings. It's like, yes, we have been married in a previous life. And I've said this before. Okay. Most girls are going up like, this guy's creeping me out. I'm gone. Yeah. Girl, we're going right. Like, yeah, right. right. Whereas some girls are like, oh, Chad said that I've been married to <laughs> so many times before, you know? What I mean? And so there's yeah. that manipulation factor. And he knows when somebody's, re, you know, he's, you know, throwing out the fishing line and, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. Taking know. The bait. and so he knows how to manipulate. So here you have doughy eyed Lori, who just loves his books. And he's just like, this girl's into me and I can just let's manipulate like crazy. And then he has these twisted thoughts and beliefs and she's into it. And it's kind of like, Oh yeah, and then this, and oh yeah, and then that, and then it just turns into this giant pile of crap, and then yes. it's flung everywhere, and people are they're in the line of fire, unfortunately. Right, right. So all for their ease. <laughs> Flower Girl says, "Thanks so much for bringing you to the smartest women empower all of us with your inspiration every day." Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Flower <laughs> There's Girl. There's so many, so many awesome people on tonight, and I do want to thank you because we have two hundred, we have. 2,600 people watching, just so you know, no fear, no fear or anything. Oh, no. <laughs> Nor 26,000. You're doing great. So we're going to get to some questions Thanks. because people are just, okay. they're doing so great. And thank you to my mods tonight too, as well. You guys are awesome. And thank you for joining us. What, what day is it today? We're on Sunday. So they're all hanging out. Some people have to go tomorrow to work and they're like, I don't care. Um, I, <laughs> Maureen says, I wonder if they have DNA. The coolest thing is um, even just from the bags that JJ was in, I find it fascinating that they can even tell the different striations in the, um, in the bag and the, the pattern in it and all this stuff. So there's some really cool things how they can get. And as for DNA, um, I hope I hope they get something from them, from the kids or, yeah. you know, from JJ at least. And just, you know, something that could tie all three of them or whatever, you know? Yeah. I feel like Lori would have been a bit hands-on if it was happening in her place. So she might've left yeah, some DNA. Yeah. Me and maybe, and maybe she doesn't realize or who, maybe she, Kind of like the idea of uh, getting married when really it doesn't apply to them in Idaho by getting married right away or whatever it doesn't apply yeah, to them. You know, mm -hmm. So maybe it's the same thing. I mean, she she might not know the rules, right? Maybe this is her first right. rodeo, maybe not Chad's, but uh, whatever it is, there's a level of control. And I think all around, they it's in their mind what the end goal is. So it doesn't matter the steps to get there. It's just, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And this is where I'm going to mm -hmm 
this is where I'm going to end up. Exactly. um, Let's see with some other questions here. Um, They're talking about, yeah, please, 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 DNA. (laughs) Right. I know. I know. Catherine actually says the creep factor of Chad, I get nauseated. It seldom happens, but yikes the way he lets at females. Yeah. It's kind of like, that's what I was saying. Like you just kind of want to shower like, Oh, what? Right. What was that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Melanie. His voice. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like this fake thing where he's like trying to speak slowly so that everybody hangs on to every word because it's so wise. And really he's not saying much of anything. I hear, I, I saw the Amazon book reviews like before this all happened, even and people are like, who's this writer, right? He writes like a child. Um, like it wasn't that good. So I, I haven't read it though. I, I teetered, I teetered there was grammar and the typos and the whole thing. And I'm just like, just on a basic level, this is just a bad book. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I got. They like for $3, it wasn't even worth $3 or whatever he was selling it for. No. So, <laughs> it like, you know, it wasn't just cause it was Chad. It was, you know, really, there's one thing um, um, I read, you know, how in the recording, Lori was saying, uh, don't, Now I, I it's, I've totally lost Which it. Which recording are you talking about? Which recording is it? Uh... Was one where she was coming. Oh. Don't, don't come for me. Don't, what, what is it? Do you remember? Oh yeah. Come at me three times or something. Is that oh, what yeah, she was that, talking about? Okay. Not that. Yeah. You come at, comes at me okay. once. Comes at me twice. Okay. Uh, not yeah. that it was something else. And it actually was pulled from Chad's blog. Book. Oh, what? It's so, I just so lost it. It was, it was something. It'll come to you like later on. And then, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She mimicked it anyways. It was like, well, we know where she's getting it's from. Just kind of like. another sign. And mm-hmm. she uses that Book of Mormon. I swear she looks at, she uses it like a manual, but she twists it in what it means. So she's like, well, mm-hmm. it says here, you come at me once, twice, three times, you're dead. And it says it right there so I can kill. And yeah, yeah. She uses she, she is resting the scriptures when when Melanie told her you're resting and she goes I'm resting the scriptures is it yes <laughs> yes my voice is so deep so when I go high it like it breaks it. but no, but 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 it, that's what she does that's what she does yeah yeah she for sure rest the rested the scriptures and she uses it yeah she just uses it like her own little uh, secret manual but it's not mm-hmm. like it's just. She twists it. Okay, let's see what they're saying here. Um, oh, somebody's asking, did Melanie go to CNL's wedding? They got married four-ish days after she moved to Idaho. Yeah, we were wondering that too earlier. Oh, Melanie Gibb. You're wondering Melanie Gibb went to the wedding? I don't know. I don't know. No, she didn't know about the wedding. Know. She's not. She didn't know about the wedding because she was saying, um, yeah, she was doing an interview and she said she didn't know about, she didn't know where they were and then found out she got mm-hmm. married. Lori sent her pictures. She sent photos yes. to Melody. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Horrible books. Somebody says Hor- horrible books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I Fact. Yes, Stacey, you're right. <laughs> um, people are loving the live chat. You know, we've been talking for two hours. Can you even believe it? <gasps> 
I can't I, even honestly went by honestly after now that you have by the way just to let people know that Linda's gave me the best advice on putting in a ethernet because I live in extremely <laughs> rural area like very much in the middle of nowhere so now that you've given me this setup that I'm using and you've warmed me up I'm like maybe I should go live on my channel yeah. <laughs> like maybe maybe maybe, maybe. No. I'm not sure but I mean it's easy with you because it's someone uh, to talk with, but I guess you can look at the comments if you're by yourself. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Let's just say the time really is flying. It is flying. I'm so grateful you are coming on and hanging out with us. I guess it's been great to invite me and, and share your platform with me. I'm so grateful. And Thank you. And see, it's just easy, right? Like now it's easy. You did it once, so now it's no big deal. Now it's no big deal. And you... <laughs> it in front of 2600 people the first time oh my god i'm so glad you're telling me now two hours in than in the like, oh, like halfway of the beginning. I would, I, i'm glad because i don't I, would, I didn't know that many people it would freak me out <laughs> you're doing great you're doing super great and um every everybody said yes yes they said nor oh. you should do it yes please okay. do it live and you guys when, okay. when we're done here you guys go check out her channel uh i do have her um channel in the description below and um and so check her out and she's done a whole bunch of stuff on joseph ryan and she has other videos as well she has joseph ryan she talks about zulema pestanis and so go check her out and she does her research and she goes through it and you have your little quirky uh humor in there too which i absolutely love and um and so it's good so i remember seeing you long time ago a uh, long time ago and I was like I like her she's she's funny oh, and she's great. Thank and you. like you do your research so um so I feel you. So people I don't you too I, mean, I was a fan before you even knew about that I existed that's why I can't I'm it's so surreal I'm like pinching myself it hurts so this must be happening <laughs> well, was telling me tonight that she said that she first saw me on uh or you saw the live from when I was on Scott Reich and that was my first that was my first live and so, what a, so what a, and and people don't know this either. We only talked twice, like really yeah. one big time yeah. we talked. That was yesterday, yeah. right? Yes. Right. The first time was very short because you had and a doctor's appointment. It was so <laughs> short. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. It, it just, I, I feel like we have a good, uh, what's the word? Not repertoire. Rapport. Rapport. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I do the same thing. Yeah, it's it's almost like we've known each other for a long time. It's so weird because we could just I, chat. So before this, you guys, we we were on 15 minutes before and we were chatting, getting comfortable. I want to make sure that Nora's comfortable. And we were we were just chatting away and uh, I was giving her the heads up to come on. And basically, yeah, we've only talked to each other once before, really. And you wouldn't know it, but we were just so comfortable. And right? I said, we're not going to do any sort of, you know, crazy guide we're just going to go in and I'm sure we're going to be fine because we'll just, we two just, hours later. No, <laughs> two hours later, and we could still talk. And you guys know this, this uh, story, this case is so crazy that we could literally talk for 12 hours and not run out of things to say because there's so Seriously. much things. So um, uh, let's see what somebody said here. Oh, CJ Sleuth says you two are a perfect crime fighting duo. <laughs> <laughs> awesome <laughs> just awesome okay let's see what else you guys are do you guys have any questions
that everybody's loving it right now. And awesome. give, give more some love, hit, hit the like button as well. And if you haven't subscribed, go subscribe to her channels and oh, subscribe to mine too. If you haven't subscribed, I'm pretty sure you already are. <laughs> <laughs> new people in here, Noor. There's, there's new people, 2,600 people. Oh, yeah. are, they're just going, what, what's this all about? What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, good. There. Oh, thank you. You guys put her link in there. Thank you for four sons, mom. Thank you so much. Um, and they want you to come back. So we'll have to have another night where you come back. Thank you. Um, now, Brenda wants to know, and this this might be something for you to answer, is what do you think about Jason Mao? Okay, well, I don't know. I go back and forth with him. So at first, he he's mentioned a few times. The first time he was on my radar was when Lori mentioned their police friend, Jason, when they were in the in the police station talking about yep. Charles Vallow and her and Melanie Gibbs, oh, is that Jason, our police friend? And then they go on this whole thing about how his like hamstring fell off his leg and some heroic right. thing. Injured, right. blah, blah, blah. right, amazing. Then when I did the, my, I joined a vow thing, he was on there in a major way. He is, um, a lot of them are under Chad's publishing company. So Chad, because he couldn't get his book published for obvious reasons, he did it himself. So he started his own publishing company and he published his books. Jason Mao is has um, like a warrior ethos thing. So he's a veteran right. and that's his background. And then he also has the, the religious aspect combined with the doomsday prepper thing. So his whole concept is about, you know, warrioring up like how Melanie Gibbs podcast is. That's the, the whole concept. So... I found about him then. Then I did some research and I and I put it in a video where I talk about how he had some issues with he worked as a police officer and he was discharged because he, he didn't have good work ethic. His police reports were not up to the standard they should have been. He was caught sleeping on the job one time when he was supposed yeah. to be providing security for another officer. So and then he I think he sued the city or or a department. There's something that he did there. And then. Um, there's a movie, a really creepy movie that has really strange parallels to what happened to the children that he provided like um, security for. And also he did like, there's a, I have it in my video where there's like a segment, he talks about the kids in the scenes. And then he was kind of providing like the security, um, not security, but like consulting about things to do with the weaponry and, and being the safety right. on set. So that movie then, again because I remember it was so oh, people uh, put that in there. You guys remember what it was? All oh, I can't remember it off the Somebody top of my head. Yeah, they'll they'll put it in. And um, but the part that then I heard that, and this is I don't know how true this is. This is a Facebook. Um, it was a thread on Reddit or in a Facebook group. So you know, take it with a grain of salt. But they do say that he was there in Rexburg when the children were killed in September, that he had some sort of course in BYU and that oh, on Facebook he mentioned or he checked in as being there. So those are all the things that I know about him and that could be somewhat suspicious. But also speaking of Jason Mao, Thor, 
Thor is now on my radar a little bit more than before because he's the same. He's part of uh, Avow. He's part of the podcasts. He's an author as well. And Lori mentioned him when she goes, I need, I need my friend, my, my people, uh, Thor and them. And then she says it in the audio recording again, recently, she references Thor. If you go on Avow, um, you'll see that he's one of the main people that was speaking. He's a well-known member. He has ah. even a different avatar. So they're all part of like Thor, Jason, mm -hmm. Melanie Gibb, and Chad are all doomsday authors of this movement. And so that's, I don't know if that's as far as it goes. And, you know, right. it could just be that. It could be more sinister. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, that'd be interesting to kind of climb into. And somebody else actually has a question too. They said, uh, Fleur Deby Design says, love you both. Have you have followed you both from the start of this mess? Wondering what, if any updates we have on Zulema. No, I don't have anything new from my video. Um, she's so hard to find stuff on. I don't, I, I don't know if I'm just not figuring it out or what's, or other people are just easier to find, but I just had, I had, I was like pulling teeth for that video. Maybe more locked down, like you said, because maybe in the beginning, I feel like I remember seeing some stuff about her ex-husband saying that, you know, Zulema's a little crazy, um, you know, these kinds of things. I know she controls the elements or, or says yeah. so, you know, but I don't know if yeah. any updates. The only update I heard last was because they thought, where was she from? She's from Chile? Was it Chile? Where was she from? Argentina. Oh, I, I'm not sure. I, I don't know the exact country. They I can't think of it off the country, but she wasn't. She was still in America. But there was rumor that she was, but she wasn't. Chef Betsy, mm. my message didn't take on my previous super chat. No, I didn't see it. So, hey, Angela Lansbury Jr. She calls me Angela Lansbury Jr. Oh, <laughs> she's like sometimes I'm just gonna say ALJ. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. I love it. Um. Okay, so let's see. Penny Sue says, love you, Noor. One of your first subscribers, very good deep dive. She does do very good deep Penny, dive. Penny, hi, Penny. Thank you so much. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and it's no, so crazy. Those yeah, people here. Ahead. It's so weird. I know. Everybody's like, you got to have Noor on. I was like, this was a while oh ago. I I'm going to. I'm going to. I really haven't done uh, many collabs on on uh, my channel, really. Oh, like, I never so I think I've only done one or two before this, maybe wow. one. Yeah. So, wow, I mean, so yeah, much. so it's, no, it's good. It's lots of fun. I hope you come on again. We can have lots of fun. Well, I'm sure we'll have more to speak about very, very soon. Oh, people are saying it's called speak no evil. Speak no evil. Did oh yes. Yes. I knew there was evil in it. That sounds right. That sounds about right. Okay. So we are going to go a little bit longer and then not too long because, you know, our butts are going to be numb pretty quick. Mine is. Um, yeah, mine is already there. It's okay. Yeah. So <laughs> I haven't felt that for a little well. bit and then, but a little I'm bit longer. And then. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, Natasha says, proud of you both. Grateful for this live chat. We are grateful for everybody hanging out with us. All 2,500 right. going out on a Sunday night. This is awesome. I know. <laughs> it's lots of fun. So fun. I, I just, I love community. I love hanging out. I love meeting people and chatting and uh, it's great. Can I just say the true crime community has been so welcoming and, and I, I appreciate, like, I couldn't choose, couldn't have chosen a better community on YouTube. You hear so much about drama and I feel like there's enough drama in the cases we cover. There's no room for drama with the actual YouTubers. Yes. We're good. So yes. I, I just love the 
amazing. No, it's great. Uh, it's great. It, we have high vibing people over here, and the other ones who aren't right. so high vibing can go somewhere else. Um, <laughs> I everywhere. See, I see Ray Maloney uh, gave a little a super chat there, and I can't find you to highlight you, but I see you, so thank you. Um, okay, let's see who else here. Um, yeah, you got, they're just, why Chad's, Hello, kids, oh, yeah. why Chad's kids aren't coming forward besides, um, Gabe. Hmm. That's a tough one to come against your father. I think they're, yeah, I don't know. I think you go ahead on this. Some one. people find them suspicious, but I don't know. Um, I've heard all kind of weird things, but I truly, I don't even know if I want to go there. I, I don't really want to either. Um, I think I think there could be all kinds of reasons why, why not at being told. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've seen one of the daughters sticking out her tongue and all that to the cameras, you know, but she could be just fed up of, of that. And she didn't know about the kids at that time. So maybe she thought they were just crazy lies. You know, her father probably said they were out to get him. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much, right? There's so much. Okay. Maybe. Okay, hang on here. There's so many. See, it just kind of keeps going and going and going. Yeah, I'm like, how do you do this? I don't know. Sometimes I try and slow <laughs> down the chat a little bit because it goes by so fast. And I would love to have like somebody behind the scenes where I just focus on you and we could just chat and then, you know, just these comments pop up, but you're you know, like you are, you know, all. like your research and then you're doing, we talked a little bit about that too, right? Your research. And then you're trying to figure out oh, what topic to do, what to put in the video, what not to put in the video editing and, you know, and then uh, thumbnails and all this other stuff. So mm -hmm. sometimes people see this, 20, 30 minute video, but it takes a whole lot longer. What do you oh, find yeah. is the like, most challenging thing that, that are, you're finding on your channel? Just, you know, doing, doing this. Uh, I think, you know, aside from technical stuff, it's hard to know when to bring in a new case and when to just stay focused on one case because, and then you get requests and it's like, you can't say one one case is more important than the other, but at the same yeah. time, you know, if people are invested in something and they want more of it, you, you know, so I guess my thing, and then you see certain people are interested in certain cases and not in others. And so it's hard to know um, what to focus on in every video and, I, and I'm still learning. And, uh, and I think that's pretty challenging in terms of the technical aspect, researching for sure. Um, because at least for me, I don't know if anybody else is like that, but it's hard to know when to stop. It's hard to know when you've done enough or, or and then and then I can't even watch my videos back because every video that I've tried to watch back, I'm like, oh God, you you should have you should have fallen down that rabbit hole or you didn't cover that enough or you you know it's just hard to know when enough is enough. And um, you can go down a big rabbit hole and it could take hours. It could it could be hours. Absolutely. Yeah. So, and you got to go like, okay, well, when do I actually make the video and put it out? You know what I mean? And and I feel a lot of pressure to pump out content um, because I feel like my schedule once a week is not the typical I, schedule. I think people are more frequent. So I struggle with that a little bit. 
I think I think a lot of a lot of us on this platform uh, puts extra pressure on ourselves. I think we do that just naturally, and we we have to find a balance because uh, a lot of my viewers know this. I, I'm still learning how to find balance, and I'm still trying to figure out the same. I, I have the same things, the same questions you do. You know, where is it that we draw the line? Where is it that you know when's enough research? Like when's that enough? Why am I putting this in like, you know, how long? And and one of the things yeah. that I do is when I do a video, I don't say it's going to be 20 minutes. It's going to be, it's going to be as long as I want it to be like it's where I'm, where I'm done. Okay. This is the topic. This is where I talk mm -hmm. about if it's going to be 40 minutes, it's going to be 40 minutes. I think, I think in general, it's like, you know, for me, I, I guide myself like, does this still bother me? Yeah, this is still bothering me. I still need to look into this. And sometimes mm -hmm. I fill it out and and just brain dump at nighttime because sometimes otherwise I don't know if you get this but I wake up in the middle of night and I'm like oh, I gotta figure this out you know yeah I have a little note here of like things I thought of or whatever on my phone and it's true it's true you know but I think you're right about about not putting the pressure on ourselves and figuring it out and I do I do I've noticed that I've been slipping on my private life um you know with my husband and you know it's it's the holidays and and so like usually i'd have a video up this week but i knew that i was going live with you and i have the holidays and so i said you know what i'm, I'm not going to upload this week I'll, I'll my live with linda will be my video and and i'm mad about i'm mad at myself for that still a little bit but then when i do make the video i feel bad about not hanging out with my family so it, it's hard yeah. you're always going to be hard on yourself whichever way you go yeah, I think I think just scheduling. I think one of the things I was talking to um, my my members in my membership, and we were having a little conversation about uh, me getting up this thing called Passion Planner, and it literally is like um, it's like planning out. It's like a planner, but you get to be artsy on it. And I, I'm a little bit artsy fartsy as well. So, so for me, I haven't done that in so long. I think that would help me, you know, chill out and do some planning and plan this plan that plan, you know, cause it's hard. It really is hard. People, people think a 20 minute video is just like, well, it's not a big deal. It's like 20 minutes, but it's not. And especially in true crime, you got to get it right. Right. You got to get the facts yes. right. Um, and, yes. and when we Very say it's our opinion, it's our opinion. So same thing. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm trying to find that balance. And sometimes I have to let go because in the beginning I was doing a video every single day. I think I did it for, I don't know, like a hundred days straight or six months straight every oh day. My God. I, don't even know, I, I still don't even know now. I'm like, how did I even do that? Then I started <sighs> deep diving and there's no way like my deep dives are like three days of research. And then, you know, and yeah. it's constant. So I, yeah. I still got to figure out I could tweak. I have no idea. I would love to get more out. And sometimes we just got to remember to be gentle on ourselves because I think sometimes we put that added pressure and people are like, it's no big deal. Like, it's okay. Just take a little breath, you know, and you're going, right? nope. it's a lot of us putting it on ourselves. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It really is. And I think, I think it's part of a lot of the, the YouTubers, a lot of them, that's why they burn out. It's easy to burn out. Right. And, uh, yes. and I got to take the the same advice. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna get this passion planner. And, you know, I put it out and like literally plan out when I breathe, when I'm doing meditation. Yeah, at this time. Time You're so right. It's so much about time management. I, I've noticed the more I try to structure it, my days, that way I feel like, okay, I'm, I'm setting time for this, that, and the other, I'm able to touch on everything. Yes. Uh, 
But at the end of the day, the, what I told myself is, listen, if you're proud of the video, yes, put it out. If you, you know, don't just pump stuff out to pump stuff out. Not only will it make my content something I'm not proud of, but then the burnout is real. I don't want to burn this. I want to, I want to maintain the passion that I have yes. and not feel like this becomes a chore because that's going to translate on camera. I'm not going to research as good. It's just going to yeah. turn into this thing. And that's and exactly, I don't want that. it's the, it's quality over quantity. And, um, mm -hmm. I think too, because we love research that it's easy to be like, holy crap, four hours just went by. And I was like, I, I, I thought I just started. It only feels like a half an hour. How did four, I got to go eat lunch. Right. So I think these little things right. we got to be mindful of, of um, taking care of ourselves and, you know, uh, and that kind of thing. And just, just planning things out. One of the things I said to my husband is like his rotation, actually side note, I'll tell you in a minute. Um, Mr. Linda actually hurt himself pretty bad yesterday and um, I, I had to take him to the emergency because he went to go move the couch. Okay, so he, let's back up. January of last year, he was in his ambulance and he was in a horrific accident. Like horrific. This kid was driving, wanted to thread the needle, like try and pass <clears throat> and clipped, clipped the ambulance and flipped up in the air and went through, like hit the windshield of the ambulance and then flipped over the ambulance and landed on its roof. Okay. Kids were fine oh, in the car. They, they lived okay. and totally fine. Like just scratches. Amazingly. Even my husband's like, how did they even get out of the car? And, and the ambulance, their, um, their airbags did not deploy because the car hit the corner of the ambulance and flipped up and didn't hit the front and oh, hit, hit the window way over. So my husband hurt his right hand with his right arm. And he was, he was on light duties from January to September. He just went back to work. So yesterday I get this phone call and I had to go zip to go get some stuff, you know, a couple things. And I get this phone call and he's like, you need to come home. Are you okay? Like, what do he's like, no, I severely hurt my arm. The same arm. Nope. Nope. The <gasps> other. So he went to go move a couch. I guess he said the, the sofa just to vacuum or something. And he heard a pop heard an extreme pop. Yeah. And so, oh my gosh. So, um, took him into emergency. Like, well, I think I might have to go to surgery. I'm like, are you going tonight? Like, are you, are, are you going tonight? Like, are you going to what? Right. And then they oh end up God. saying, no, he's going to have to do an ultrasound and then, uh, possibly surgery. I don't know if it's this week. Like we don't know. And so it's just, it's just oh. this always crazy. Um, I don't even know where I was going. Yeah. Anyway. So he's, he's, uh, so it's just like, management. I hope he has a speedy recoveries. Yeah. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this is your other one. Like what just happened? And so it snapped, the tendon snapped off his arm. And so now he looks like Popeye. He has a huge, like a huge bicep because it popped off and like is bunched up. Like it's like a bunch oh ball like, and they call it Popeye syndrome because like it's not attached. So anyway, it's just crazy. So these things happen and, and, you know, our schedules get all upside down. So what I was going to go with this is usually my husband has an eight day rotation rather than a seven day. So it's abnormal as it is. And so now he's like, well, I guess I'll be home a lot more, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but these things and adapting to, because sometimes yeah. things fly and we get news on you know, something happening, the kids being found, and then all of a sudden we're scrambling and we're getting on. And so it's just, 
it's constantly changing, but I think it's easy to um, forget about ourselves a little bit. And, you know, we're passionate yeah. about, this, we're passionate about research and we're passionate about people. And then sometimes we just got to have that reminder to be like, okay, today's breathing and I'm going to go drink some water. Because <laughs> you know, like, it's and easy to wine. go down the hole, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We love you, Noor. With a little thank you, thank you so much. I love you guys too. Thank you. Marla says, "Love you, Linda. Keep up the great content." I'm so glad. I'm so glad. If you guys are having a great time here tonight, just let us know. Like, put heck yeah in the comments, and and let Nora knew, know too. She just done an amazing job tonight on her first time, and I don't. I have a oh, feeling yeah. this is our last time. This is not our last time chatting. No, I don't think so. I don't. I feel like it. it we we just flow so well together. Yeah. Yeah, we, we think very similar and we do our research skills, I think, are very similar too as well. You dove in a different area, but I think we're very similar in how we pull things and how we're like, mm, no, how about no? <laughs> so uh, everybody give good wishes to Mr. Linda. That'll make them feel better. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's uh, yeah, he's, man, it's been a rough Poor go. Yeah, it's been a year for him. Does it so hurt I, him all the time? Is it like constantly in pain or does it like get activated, the pain? Yes, constantly... he's like, I heard a pop. Like I, I legit heard a pop and a snap and a crackle. I'm like snap, snap, crackle and pop. And he's like, Rice Krispies? Yeah. Rice Krispies? Like, Rice Krispies. <laughs> so weird. And I, and like the weirdest thing is, is I do, like it just came out of nowhere. It was like, I've done this hundreds of times. It's not a big deal. And I'm laughing because sometimes... I'm actually older than him. Okay, I'm I'm four years older than him. I was like, what's going on here? What's going on? Like <laughs> I don't have to knock on wood, but it was like and then the same arm. He's <laughs> then I'm teasing him like, you know, it'd probably be better if it was the same arm <laughs> rather than the You're other completely arm. Out of commission, right? Because it, the one arm is not wasn't that great. I mean it's healed, but not you know, it's not because it snapped yeah. on the bottom last year, snapped on the bottom and went up. And so this one oh snapped on the top. And we're like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> You're younger than me. You're supposed crazy. to be spry. What are you going to do in 20? <laughs> but you have to get surgery. Otherwise, you don't use 20. You don't have 20% of your, you lose 20% of your strength. So oh, anyway, no. like, when are you going oh. into surgery? Oh, my. What's well, good? I mean, at least you guys have like, you know, health care over there. So that's nice. Yeah, it's a little different. However, some weights are like, because it's free healthcare, it's like some weights to get into a specialist, like you could wait a year or two. Ooh. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. You no, know, it's kind of six of one. But it's not all but perfect. I okay. about, you know, it's free. Let's, you know, it's free. But uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, pros and cons, either way you go, I guess. It is. Okay. Um, let me see here what everybody's saying very fun listening to you ladies i hope you go live together often i thought i said you feel i hope you live together i was like what i'm like <laughs> okay, wait a minute. you're not that close <laughs> oh slam our rent is is your your husband tall and lanky no he's the complete opposite <laughs> i'm actually I'm, five, I'm five feet tall and my hubby oh. he says he's five foot six but he's not um you know he's shorter in stature as well uh i won't tell the real height but when i met him he's like i'm five foot six i'm like mm, no you're not <laughs> but anyways <laughs> he's not tall and lanky he's actually short and, and built but apparently i don't know what happened to him so 
It's a fluke. Oh, Noor says, Noor, who is driving the dune buggy in your intro? Who is driving the dune buggy? My husband. And was in that video, I saw that video. Were you driving the dune buggy too at one point? Um, I'm Passing. not sure if it's in the video, but I have driven it before. I have driven it before. I'm not sure if, which clip you're referring to, but it, it's possible. I, I don't drive it as much as he does, but I do, you know, dabble. Okay, bucket yeah. list item. We got to talk about this. My bucket list item is actually to do that in the sand dunes in the States. That's oh, one hello. I live in the desert. You need to come oh. here and you can use ours and go in the de in the desert. I We have dunes all around. Okay. Oh, my God. You could totally take like that off your bucket list. That's my bucket list item. If you're ever in California, let me know. I, I lived in California once years oh. and years years and years ago yeah i was young and i just got in my car and decided to go down and 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 i lived there for a bit and <laughs> i was very young i was 23 23 years old oh my gosh um but yeah i that, that a bucket list item is that actually for one of my major birthdays uh three years ago three and a half three and a half years ago we went to sedona and i rented one of those um slingshots and we Ooh. went, oh, those were so fun. And I was like, no, you can't drive. You're, I, it's my birthday. I'm driving first to say <laughs> it's my husband, right? Then you can drive. And we just, we did that and hiking and, and went on that. But this, the dune buggies is, it legit is on my bucket list. And, so and a bucket list item is if I'm tall enough, um, I want to drive a race car in Vegas so that's what I, it's like the weirdest things. Oh my God, this is so crazy. I feel like we would get so along so well because not a few years ago for my husband's birthday, I got him one of those experience things in Las Vegas where he got to drive like those supercar race car things. And, and he, like it was a whole thing and I filmed him and he did so well and he, he rewatched the footage of him driving like way too many times. Like it got to a point I was like, you can't keep watching the footage, Marcus. You can't keep watching the footage. <laughs> It's weird. You've watched it too many times, but it, he just was like, it's, it, it's such an adrenaline rush. So yeah, you, oh my God, they do that in Vegas. It's, I feel like we really get along. What's one of your bucket list items? Oh man, I have a lot of them. Um, I know that mm -hmm. I really want to travel to certain places. Like I've, I really want to go to Tokyo. I was just talking about it with my friend. They sent me this video. It's it, it's just this weird thing. I don't know what it is about Tokyo. I just want to go and cross in that crazy intersection <laughs> and then like go to a karaoke bar. I don't know why. I do. It's just so weird, but I've never been. And it's kind of close to California. And hopefully one day if I'm like, we can travel again and everything's back to normal. Yeah. And go there. Isn't that interesting? Uh, me too. Love it. I love it. My, my, I'm fascinated with bucket list. Like people, there's stuff on their list. I don't know what it is. I love to hear about what people's things are. I find it super neat. There's, I guess some people might not even know that about me is one of the things is I really love that. So I was like, Ooh, what's yours? <laughs> so yeah, Tokyo. I've never had anyone ask me that. That's why I was like, wait, what is, I'll probably I'm think of something way cooler I'm in the bed, like right before bed. I should have said this on Linda's channel. <laughs> Come on, Tokyo. What was I thinking? <laughs> uh, no, I see, I see the dune buggy things today, and I was like, oh, no. So that, yeah, we're outdoorsy. <laughs> uh, I I love it. I mean, I'm in Canada. It's 
freezing in right now it's warmed up a little bit the snow actually melted a bit but it legit gets to minus 40 which is like basically don't go outside because something's going to freeze off you and it's just not not fun i can't imagine i can't imagine i'm so spoiled here in california oh people want to okay let's see um lots of ufos in sedona that's funny uh i actually was seeing some stuff there Oh, they want to know what our signs are. What month you were born in? Oh, I'm a Virgo. I mean, I could go into like rising and moon sign, but that might scare you guys because oh, really? my mother that. is like obsessed. With it. Really? My mother is obsessed with so. Oh my god! Anytime I tell her a new friend about, it, she'll be like, well, "What's what's their sign?" Uh, but I'm a Virgo. <laughs> I'm an Aries. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. You do seem like an Aries. I know. I say that to everybody. Anytime someone tells me their sign, I'm like, oh, you're such that sign. Uh Uh-huh. What do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sharon says, Linda, go to Dune Buggy at Florence, Oregon. Yeah, that's where I, I, uh, in Oregon, I saw, I heard of lots of um, sand dunes there. Yeah. I've been there. It's so much fun. Oh, I've been there. Oh, man. So much fun. Highly recommend Oregon. These, everybody's calling us Lindor. <laughs> oh my God, like the chocolate. <laughs> yeah, with the Lindor. Oh. Um, maybe we could do that. Maybe one day we'll go down and we could do the dune buggies together and we'll be like a a, a bucket list fun. <laughs> when I can travel, oh. when we travel. Yeah, I know, right? Right, one of these, maybe in 2025. Sounds like a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> Oh, uh, they want to know, are you into DNA like I am? Because I'm crazy about DNA. Oh, probably not like you are, but I do. I'm interested in DNA. I mean, generally, I guess. But I'm not into it probably like you are. I don't think so. Yeah, I've been doing genealogy for a few years and I'm connecting dots. you mean DNA like genetics or like in crime cases? Oh, that's Yeah, I've done uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's interesting. It's so funny because I, I did the 23andMe. My husband did it too. And I told my brother about it because I was like, do you want for the holidays as a gift? And he went on this whole rant and he went on and they're mining your information. They're going to sell you medical care. Like he went on a whole thing. And I was like, I'm sorry I asked. I'll get you something else. <laughs> You know, so I, I mean, I, I I think it's cool. I'm interested. I did it. My husband did it. I think some other people in our family do it. I think it's really cool. Uh, I, I don't know if there are issues with that ethically or whatever, but. Um... I, I, I love it. I've been working with one of my cousins who we found we're cousins through DNA, but she's adopted and she didn't know who her family was. So I've been connecting the dots on that and helping her and we've narrowed it quite down. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, it's fascinating to me and I don't know, I just gain more family and I don't know, it's, yeah. it's super cool. And I love the concept of uh, solving crimes through DNA as well with CC Moore and, and that, I think it's yeah. fascinating. They're starting to solve 20, 20, 30 year old cases going, you know, and she takes that, she takes the DNA and she takes the information and she finds the trees. And there's one, um, there's one case where she actually narrowed it down to two brothers. Um, and then they went and questioned them and then found the guy that was the, was, was the, uh, perpetrator. It, it, it oh, was, it awesome. 
that was fascinating. So people know I'm I'm crazy into <laughs> into DNA as well. <sighs> so, all right, we have a few more minutes before we go. Um, everybody's loving it. Um, let's see what else. Do you, do you see one you want to point? You could point one out too, if you would like. Oh, and I'll just, okay. okay. Oh, except for mm -hmm. while you're looking, Mr. I think uh -huh. Mr. Linda is on. There he is. Oh, I hope he's doing well. Oh, he's talking about the, uh, Sedona. We just went to a parking lot and looked at, at the mountain above Jerome and saw a few lights moving around through the night vision. Oh yeah. Cause we did a, so <clears throat> we went hiking in the morning. Then we went, um, to do this, do the slingshot. And we went to Jerome just near Sedona. And mm -hmm. then we came back and I had to stop at the chocolate shop because you can't not go to a chocolate shop on your birthday. Gotta do chocolate. Yeah. We did that. And then we right. went out for dinner and then we went to this crazy um, UFO kind of woman's like oh, I love that. the UFO. Uh, and she did a tour, but she was like, so weird. Usually I have a lot of people. It's just you tonight. We're like, okay, this is weird. But we went out Very. with binoculars and we had binoculars and night vision glasses and they were showing us some all kinds of movement and it was pretty crazy, but it was a, it was a great time. I loved Sedona so much and we went hiking. Ooh, that's a it was amazing. And this guy was on top of the hike, like when we we're hiking and on top of a mountain and he was playing like a flute. And he's like, this, this song is for peace. This song is for community. And he would just be like that. And you can hear him playing his day from top and he'd be playing this flute. It's like a magic flute, you know? So the way yeah. And he comes down and he hands me and it's day of my birthday. Right. And it was a big birthday for me, you know, 30. No, <laughs> but he's like, uh, you know, he, I put out my hand, he's like, put out your hand. And he gave me this rock. That was the red rock, but it was in a heart. And I just looked up oh. at him like, today's my birthday too. And he, he gives me this rock oh and God. says, this thing. And, and then, yeah. And then we just, we just hiked and it was just such an incredible time. And what a great what birthday. A magical moment. I wasn't going to stay here. I'm like, I'm not staying here for a big birthday like that. Let's go. We're going to go. <laughs> right. Kind of last place we kind of went, I think, at this point. Did you, um, have you, did you look at all? Uh, let me see. I I did. I was, you could read it out. Uh, you guys should do another live. You see. <laughs> Okay, at Lauren and the Cat. Okay, I'm gonna point one on while you're looking because somebody's saying it's like a yeah, slumber, slumber not, party without the slumber. <laughs> it really. Oh my God! It, what what time is it over there where you're at? It's probably at like 10, almost 10, 10, to ten. Yeah, we'll we'll do about ten more minutes and then we'll call her quits because well, holy crap, it's always been three hours. Um, okay, you guys should do a live wow. for Suzanne. Recently, Tyson and Gonzo were in Colorado. That was awesome. Are you following the Suzanne Morphew case at all, Nor? So kind of, yeah. I made a video about it very early in my channel when I had just started, actually. And I had I remember it was kind of a train wreck of a video, if I'm being honest. I think I said I called him Brad in the first part of the video, and then later on I call him Barry. And it was just, it was just like a train wreck. Then um, 
I kind of like the the case kind of slowed down and then I got more much more involved with Lori Vallow. And then I remember when the I think it was his her um, brother had funded that additional search that they were doing like a private search. And then I remember I was I started following it then because I thought there could have been a development. And then I just ended up doing a post saying, you know, they found they, they did the search, yeah. but they didn't find anything. And and I've been keeping my eye on it a little bit, but I haven't been making videos on it because I just don't feel like I have enough to make a video on about it. Um, but I'm definitely like aware. I watch your videos on it. I watch other people's videos on it. It's like on my radar, but I, I a combination with how horribly my first video went and how little I know, I'm kind of like, you know, they're going to be like, you're talking about this case, like kind of thing, but it's, it's in my head. I'm, yeah, I'm still like, we all have those videos. Like, you know, uh, I had one that I, <laughs> yeah, I, I stick by what I said, but it was a horrible, a horribly made video and we all have that so. right? yeah. and, and I, I can see what you're saying because sometimes it's like well, I just don't I just don't know and Lori Vallow I waited a little bit too because it was a head scratcher and you're first like holy right. crap where do I start so it's kind of the same thing so I go through the same thing like do I don't I and then I know to back off sometimes too especially because some weird things happen uh in these cases and you just kind of just need a little bit of a mental break you know sometimes you and you see it with fresh eyes after a while, and then you'll see it differently too. Yeah. Patty and Pig, thank you so much. Give us a, a sticker, a super sticker. Um, super anything sticker. else, you guys, um, before we call it a night pretty quick here? Is Noor on Instagram? Yeah, I just started one. Okay, there you go. It's just uh, Noor Jasmine 7. It's mostly dog, dog content. <laughs> <laughs> That <laughs> is awesome. Um, what else? Catch up in no time. It's different when you deep dive. Okay. Oh, what what do you think about Lori's Kool-Aid lipstick? And Shelby starts laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a look. <laughs> um. I think that just goes to what we were saying earlier, right? About. Yeah. Her vanity. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because she doesn't look like she used to anymore. She doesn't have all her, you know, all the zhuzhing, you know, and it's like she's stripped down and you're just kind of seeing her for, you know, what she is. And and uh, it's humbling, I would imagine. Yeah, that probably wouldn't be a good feeling if that if that's kind of what, you know, and then you're in, you know, in front of the world you'd want to try and find anything you can to make yourself feel better. And along with the signature smirk, I can't, I can't even yeah. like that. Yeah. Right. Nancy says the best three hours with you two ladies I've had in a long time. I'm so glad you guys oh, are, are enjoying it. Um, I like how well received this is. I was kind of like afraid that they'd be like, what are you doing bringing this kook on your channel? <laughs> no, I, you know, um, the, I just so appreciate you and your research and your quirkiness. I love all of that. And so that's just one thing is like, you do you, right? Like, don't let anybody tell you any different because it's hard. I know it's hard. We all get it. Um, everybody, all the YouTubers get something. They they hear stuff about, about how we look or they say stuff about how we look or how we're acting or how our videos are. Why can't you do this? And why can't you do that? But at the end of the day, if you're not you, then 
that comes through. So you just do you and, you know, I do me and everybody else does that. And mm-hmm. at the end of the I day, and, and lead with your gut in a lot of it too. If you're, if you're like, you know, it's time to put this down and put it down. Just, you know, sometimes we push punch through and then we're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. You know? Right. Right. Totally. Totally. It's a, be humble enough to know if something isn't working type of thing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, we have one more here. Uh, I see you Boise boss. Um, nor what part of California desert are you in? Have you heard about Eric Lloyd missing in Joshua tree area? Very strange case. No, no, no. Um, I, I don't know if I want to say exactly where I am. Um, but I have not heard of California (laughs) desert. That's it. (laughs) Hope you can understand that Boise boys. Um, I have not heard of that case, but I should probably uh, let me add it to my little note that I have here. One second, because that does sound interesting. I've heard of yes. Joshua, like Joshua Tree is very popular. Um, I kind of want to go there, uh, but I'm not. I don't live in Joshua Tree, so I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, Eric Lloyd. I haven't heard of that. I don't think I've heard of that either. It's so many cases, you know, it's hard. Do you want to you give hard. everyone a voice? That's the other thing I find. Um, maybe you would agree to is like you, you get these requests or there's something that you want to do. And then uh, how do you pick and choose? And, you know, because some things you don't want to forget about either. Like, would you agree this? Like, how, what do you do when you pick cases? Is it something that you just have to relate with something like, Ooh, I got to do something or. Yeah. So, so at first I was just doing like recent things because I thought that that would be something people are more interested in. But then I realized that I don't have the time to be like a breaking news kind of channel. If I, if I have something like that at the, at the time and I can report it to you, I will, but I, I can't make that my bread and butter be, it just doesn't fit with my schedule. I do work a regular, normal job and, you know, I have a family and whatever. So what I, what I rather do is if I feel like I have something to contribute, I will focus on that case. I, I do have a background in, in researching. I worked as a researcher for the Los Angeles chamber of commerce. So if I feel like, you know, I, there's something here, I'm interested in it. I think I could do some, find something, uncover something. If I, if I research it, I'll pick that case. I also have a affinity. I don't know if that's the right word, but I'm fascinated with just weird, bizarre things as well. Not just any true crime case. It, 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 there's, there's always a weird element to it that catches my attention. I mean, look at me. Okay. I like weird. So <laughs> if I see weird thing, it's something odd, off, strange, it, it, it piques my interest. And then I look into it more and then I go, but I, but I agree. Like I have cases that I've done one video on yeah. um, and I'll go back and I'll search that name every so often if I think about it or remember it to see if there are updates. So I do like to, to update a case. I don't like to just leave it open-ended if there is an yeah. update. Yeah. So I that's totally, kind of my method. I totally get what you're saying. Somebody's asking if we saw the, have either of you watched the new Unsolved Mysteries? <sighs> I don't watch anything but YouTube. It's really pathetic, but I literally <laughs> only watch YouTube. I haven't had time for Netflix. I've heard so of it. I, I watch people's YouTube videos on the Unsolved Mysteries. There you go. See, you, so you did in, an ess- in essence watch it. Um, I've watched the 
unsolved mysteries. I saw um, there's one that I still I still sticking on is Ray Rivera's case. Um, if it's very interesting, and there's actually so for me, I like codes and stuff. Like the, obviously, you might know you that. Um, and there's mm -hmm. something that I took a crack at uh, at the code that that's in unsolved mysteries, and I'm almost there. I think, in my opinion, uh -huh. that I'm. There. So I would like to do that from Unsolved Mysteries. The first season that just came, or there's a new season that just came out, not as good. But um, people are saying that a lot of people are saying that the new season is not as good. I'm just hearing people talk about it. Yeah, I, um, I can't say not as good. I mean, in a way, because, you know, it's important cases, but maybe it's the way it was presented. It's just like what it, it, a little bit more weird, whereas the first season was like, this is really good. So and it's helping um, people. These cases are being. Yes. reopened and you no know, so yeah ray rivera is something that really stuck with me so i would like to do a video in my free time because <laughs> i have a list right. uh good I luck am. with that <laughs> so all right yeah ray rivera's case is so odd i agree um what's, what's with the foil? <laughs> all right we have two more minutes um Oh, are you guys talking about Echo Lloyd? So I actually talked today to Echo's daughter. Um, so there will be a video on Echo Lloyd. Um, that's going to come right away. Again, you guys know how I outline my videos. So it will be um, some, I'm going to try and do it thoroughly, I guess, as much as I can. Becky says, my two favorite crime fighting ladies, the, dy 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 bleh, the dynamic duo of <laughs> was like, bleh, bleh, bleh. you two. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. you guys are awesome. So really and truly. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, it's been a great night. People have been so awesome and hanging out and watching us. And, and it's just been such a great, great pleasure to have you on. You're going to have to come on again. And we'll, I will. we'll be chatting about all kinds of things, too. Um, and make sure you guys go check out Nora's channel as well and check out her playlist because she's done a great work and she's signed up to a vow <laughs> just to find out and research. So she's gutsy, this girl. And uh, and she's finding <laughs> stuff. And I think together we can we can find some little things together, too, and, and do another collaboration and uh, we'll figure things out. So check her out. And um, Nora, after this is over, just hang tight on here. Don't I'll end it, but just hang on tight because we can have a little chat okay. just after. Um, and okay. yeah, so make sure you check her out. Thank you so much to the moderators and all you guys for just keeping it classy in there and just really being supportive and sending lots of love to Noor. And we will see you guys. Uh, well, I'll see you on the next video and we'll see you soon. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.